0: W views and latest news on the WWE Network. Until we have watched everything, we are with you, and we are the WNR. Yes, hello, I am James Rollins, and as always, I'm joined by... Damn right. And today it's the WNR 151, so this is our fifth podcast in nine days. And before we get to the live weekend, we are going to do what we do the best, the WWE Network Review for April.
1: Yes, every month we review the latest content on the WWE Network, including collections, new programs, 205 Live, news and NXT update. But first, it's James and his alternate intro.
0: Well, you're going to help me out with this one, Dan, because this one is a fantastic one. Now, we're doing seven podcasts in nine days, so we are going to do the end scene from Seven. Anybody ever seen it? Uh, If they're not sure, spoiler alerts for anybody out there. But it is fantastic. Of course, the Seven Deadly Scenes. Now, there's a couple of uh, people... In this scene here, Daniel will be playing the role of John Dole, playing the role of Somerset, which is Morgan Freeman in the film. Don't do your Morgan Freeman accent, but I want them changed a little bit. Kevin Spacey is John Doe, and, of course, Morgan Freeman Somerset. I will play Mills, a.k.a. Brad Pitt, and I'll do all the, um, what the stage directions as well, shall we say. So, exit, marshlands, Industrial Road, early evening. Somerset pulls his switchblade, clicks it open, he cuts across the top of the box, cuts quickly. He pulls the box open, pulls out some bubble wrap inside. There's blood. Exit Marshlands, early evening. You've made quite a life for yourself, detective. You should be very proud. Shut the fuck up, you piece of shit. Exit Marshlands, Industrial Road, early evening. Somerset stumbles backwards, away from the open box. He is white as a sheet, eyes filled with numb fear. He looks to Mills, who has a gun on Dole.
1: California, stay away from here. Stay out. Don't come in here. Whatever it is, stay away.
0: John Doe has the upper hand, Mills. Exit Marshlands, early
1: evening. What? <laughs> I wish I could have lived like you.
0: Shut up. The fuck you talking about?
1: Do you hear me, detective? I'm trying to tell you how much I admire you and your pretty wife. What? Tracy.
0: What you fucking say? Mill freezes, turns, those smiles, Somerset is close.
1: It's disturbing how easily a member of the press can purchase information from the man in your precinct.
0: Somerset starts running towards Mill.
1: Throw your gun down! (laughs) I visited your home this morning after
0: you'd left. Mills is filled with an aching terror.
1: I tried to play husband. I tried to taste the life of a simple man.
0: Somerset is 50 yards away and closing.
1: Throw it away! It didn't work out, so I took a souvenir. Her pretty head.
0: Mills! Mills raises his gun in the air. No, no, no! Give me the gun! What's going on over there? Somerset throws his own weapon away. Put
1: the gun down!
0: Show me the box! What's
1: in the box? Because I envy your normal life. Put the gun down, David. It seems that envy is my sin. What's in the box? What's in the fucking box? I just told you.
0: You lied! You're a fucking liar! Shut up!
1: It's what he wants. He wants you to shoot him.
0: No, no! You tell me that's not true! That's not true!
1: Become vengeance, David.
0: She's alright, you tell me. Become wrath. Tell me she's
1: alright. If you murder a suspect, David... No! No! She begged for her life, detective. She begged for her life. And for the life of the baby inside her.
0: Somerset slaps John Doe across the face. Shut up! Mill's Mills face fills with confusion, then a wave of horror. Doe's eyes register shock. He didn't know. The gun's a few times sobbing. Give me the gun, David. Mills turns the gun on John Doe. David, if you kill him, he will win. Oh, God. Oh, God. An image of Tracy flashes briefly across the scene. John Doe closes his eyes. Mills pulls the treasures once and then empties his clip on the body. And that is from Seven, (laughs) when Kevin Spacey chopped off Brad Pitt's wife's head and put it in a box. (laughs) The Seven Deadly Sins... Much like the seven podcast in 9 days here on the WR Podcast. We move on from that and we're going to start with Network Collections.
1: Yes, the first one up is WrestleMania Theatre. And you relive some of the greatest WrestleMania matches of the modern era with stunning, with stunning never-before-seen footage. Immerse yourself and take a front-row seat for Goldberg vs. Brock Lesnar, Daniel Bryan's WrestleMania, John Cena vs. The Rock and more. It's WrestleMania like you've never experienced before.
0: Yeah, I mean, other matches included like Untaker versus Edge at WrestleMania 24, Shawn Michaels versus the at WrestleMania 26. Anything else there that catches your eye down?
1: Uh, the Intercontinental ladder match.
0: So, I mean, there's lots of stuff there on the WWE Network just on that collection. Next one, Andre the Giant. Breaking down barriers and fascinating millions, Andre truly encapsulated what it meant to be a giant. And now, the larger-than-life legend has a collection to match his massive stature. With the biggest collection in WM Network history, you can relive the one-of-a-kind career of the eighth wonder of the world as he battles the likes of Big John Studd, Jake the Snake Roberts and Randy Macho Man Savage and entertains the masses with hilarious antics and revealing interviews. Also, relive the spectacle of Andre Challenge and Hulk Hogan for the WWE Championship in front of a record audience of 93,173 at WrestleMania 3. Check out this colossal collection worthy of WWE's original Hall of Famer.
1: And there is so many matches that he's been in. <coughs> Obviously we're not going to go through them all, but it no, looks like a great collection, definitely worth having a look through and uh reliving some of the greatest moments in Andre's career.
0: Well, the the thing is about this, isn't it, is that it's the biggest biggest collection WWE have released. Uh, because also, there's an HBO at RJ Jantz, so he's coming back into vogue now as well. But it's good for anybody that's never really seen him to go back and have a look. Like I said, Dan, there is hundreds of matches here to watch. Next one. Uh, up next, we've got the worldwide sensation Finn Balor.
1: And it's captivating the WWE Universe from the moment he burst through the curtain at NXT. Finn Balor has proven that his star is on the rise. The magnetic Balor connects with audiences and mesmerises opponents, especially when in a demon. Relive the Irish-born superstar, capturing championships as well as breakout performances against the likes of Kevin Owens, Samoa Joe, Roman Reigns and Seth Rollins. Your search for the Balor Club ends here with a coup de grace of collections.
0: Yeah, and I know people are huge fans of uh, Finn Balor. And what's weird as well is that maybe he's not in a most prominent position... But it seems that the collections and stuff that have kind of gone for the hardcore route, haven't they? You know what I mean? There's a lot of Finn Balor fans out there probably watching the network and can sit down and enjoy that now. Uh, just pick out a couple of Finn Balor matches that we've seen over the past couple of years, Dan, that you would suggest people to watch on that one.
1: Uh, well, we saw, you know, the ladder match against Kevin Owens for the NXT Championship when he went one-on-one with Shinsuke Nakamura in NXT. You know, his recent matches against Roman Reigns as well. He had yes. a, very, a very athletic, good match against him as well.
0: Well, we move on, and after recent WSW Thunder additions to the W Network, another round of major WSW content will be added soon. WCW Saturday Night. Now, I've had reports that a large amount of WCW Saturday Night episodes will be added on Monday, April 2nd. The episodes will begin in 92 and be added in a separate section away from the W section, It's believed that there could be 100 hours' worth of content or more, which could bring the show into 1994. And so that was saying uh, I did about a week ago, and now on new Network Collections, Dan.
1: It's WCW new classic content, Saturday Night WCW. And uh, WCW Saturday Night makes its WW Network debut featuring more than 50 hours of classic action from the WCW's flagship show of the time. You'll see the best of Ricky Steamboat, stunning Steve Austin, the Steiner Brothers, Cactus Jack, Rick Rude and more. Enjoy a small taste of the latest offering with this new classic content collection featuring 10 memorable episodes recorded at the famed Staples Centre in Atlanta.
0: Uh, I'm so excited about this. This is one of my, again, my network wishes for the new year with WCW Saturday Night of Thunder. We've really done that. If you add old WWF Superstars episode to this now, then it, my list will be complete. This is what we need, the old content. Saturday Nitro of its day, you know, throughout the early 90s, that's how WSW sold most of their product. And if you can look at the difference in roster as well, most of the guys you just mentioned there, you know, Stunning Steve Austin, Cactus Jack, were going to have success in the WF later on as well. So it's amazing to see that turnaround. And I'm really, really pleased about it. Um, and coming in May, Dan? Uh, coming in May, we've got
1: the corporate stooges, Patterson and Briscoe, and Mickey James collection as well.
0: So there we have it for this month. Really strong collections. Obviously, you know with WrestleMania, there they could have put anything down. There's um, lots of WrestleMania rewind stuff on the original programs, and of course, every single WrestleMania available on the pay-per-views. I mean, I'll be watching WrestleMania 15, and it's about to watch 19 as well. 15, 16, 17, 18, 19. Uh, we all do that. But new content now on the WWE Network. And the 12th of March, it was a Jim Cornette photo for- shoot. It was a Jim Cornette photo shoot. And Dan, tell me all about it. Uh, yeah, it was, it was Jim Cornette,
1: you know, being his classic, uh, live, coming up with some, <coughs> it was Jim Cornette with some classic photos from his career from early on when he started, uh, talking about how he, uh, got his tennis racket. Um, you know, most people had a, had a gimmick going on with him and he wanted to be like a mama's boy and like a, you know, a, a posh mama's boy, so to speak. Yeah. And he was going into arena and the arena was, uh. I don't know, it was a bit hostile towards him. So he said, you know, he wanted something that he could beat potential like people coming at him. Because back in that day, you know, people had attacked you for being a heel manager yes, yeah, and heel yeah, wrestlers. Yeah. And uh, so, yeah, and, you know, he's had some uh, personalised rhinestone covers for his uh, tennis racket as well. <laughs> when he was commentating and, that, and him and the King Lawler, it was great between the two of them. Uh, you know, Vince McMahon was the more serious one. And yeah. Jim Cornette and Jerry Lawler, they're both the kings of one-liners. And uh, they showed a little clip of them shaking hands over Vince McMahon. And then like they went back across Vince McMahon's chest and he was just looking disgusted towards them as he does. You know, moments from when he was managing, he said he looked up to Bobby the Brain Heenan because he was the true number one manager of all time. And I don't think we can disagree no, with no him argue, on that. No. Uh, he was also, you know, great at his one-liners. Of uh, uh, the revival as well, and he abs- he said he absolutely loves the revival. He uh, you know he completely backs them. That may be why he's uh, why they've not been given a push. I don't know. <laughs>
0: well, I don't know. You know, it, it, the interesting thing about Jim Cornette is, like you said, the amount of history managing Yokozuna way back at WrestleMania, but nine and ten wasn't it? And um, kind I of miss-
1: being- oh yeah, miss. No, Mr. Fuji, Mr. Was, Fuji was there. Mr. Fuji was there.
0: Cornette came along as like kind an of English-speaking manager. And uh, even he feuded with Sean Michaels. When Michaels... He didn't feud, obviously. He had the bulldog there, feuding with Michaels during his early title reign. And even into the attitude era with Cornette... Uh, on the commentary for Raw, like we've seen, and also even the NWA stuff, you know, the kind of old school that he's trying yeah. to do. So that's yeah, yeah. why he's found the revival for, you know, and, and things like this. And he's <laughs> always been very opinionated. Oh, you, most you, definitely, he yeah. Will, he will always tell you what he's thinking, well, right or wrong. You know?
1: Well, um, there was a picture came up of Vince Russo, and he went past, <laughs> and he didn't say anything else more on it to pass. And they quickly carried on to a different picture. You know, that's uh, going back to their heat they've got between each other. Yes. Um. You know, he's been tombstoned by The Undertaker. He's received, you know, many devastating finishes from different wrestlers. And then he went on to talk about the gimmick battle royal that he was in. And, like, he had agreed backstage with Brother Love that, um, you know, we're just going to go in a corner and spud each other, you yeah. know, like, just work away at each other. And uh, he was due to be eliminated by Hillbilly Jim. And he, he said, look, Hillbilly, just, you know, take it easy when eliminating me. You know, You know, I don't want anything painful and... He described getting eliminated by uh what's his name? Jim. Hillbilly Jim Yeah. as being thrown into bed. Oh gently. Nice. You know, and,
0: and he eliminated him nicely and yeah, that was that was a lot of fun. True, but we got to have a photo shoot in a second, but up next is WWE twenty four series Empowered. So it's Monday nineteenth of March and we are in Philly. Philly Yeah. And Steph is talking about the women's revolution making history again. Triple H says Ten years ago, a women's match, main event in the Rumble. You're joking. Yeah, uh, and, he, and he's true about it, you know. Uh, we see Bliss as a talking head, leave it, and we are 24 hours pull of Rumble, and the women arrive, and I found this so fucking interesting. I love the W24 series because we can see the kind of backstage antics of Bliss, you know, but if you look at it, it I can't believe they're showing it. So we we see the women arriving, Beth, Michelle, Molly, Trish, uh, Tori Wilson, Pat Patterson there. Basically, what they're doing, 24 hours before, they're running through the Royal Rumble match. I would fucking love to be in a room like this. They're running through the whole match, the spots, what each other's got to do, before they do it the next day. Dana, listen last Dana, she couldn't believe she was in the same room with them. They're going to be in the same match tomorrow night. She's looking at Trish, she's going, oh my God, it's Trish is there. There's Molly Holly. And it's just, this, look at them all, Finlay there, all be. around the table, just going to discuss it.
1: I'll be going around sniffing the seats.
0: I'd just be going around there, just, I can't believe what's going on. they talk about spots finished, Trying to sort them all out. You know, everybody get in line, you know, to train the women for the past, well, I, I would say, 15 years in WWE. And now it's a meeting. VP Talent Relations, Mark Carano. And you can see the reaction when they're told the are closing the show as well. It's general, you know, there are excitement there. Yeah, I mean, they're so happy that they finally uh, had the first ever Hell in a Cell match. I like I said, everybody was pleased by that. And then... Uh, we see Carmella, oh yes, yeah, so I had to go out for some reason, Carmella wearing a lot of makeup, Kelly Kelly and Lynch not, I think they're naturally beautiful, because if you look at the state of, um, we'll see Carmella's face, I'm just going to play it for a second there, I'll just be like, look, it's a lot of makeup, like Liv Morgan now, I'm like, yeah, that's a fair bit of makeup, these three, they're
1: Natural. not really wearing anything, yeah.
0: DeVille's got a lot on, Banks, Banks hasn't, Banks has glasses. Sarah Logan becomes a star for me in this one, bless her, Vicky Guerrero is. She needed it right there. Is wasn't there? That's Tori Wilson. Look how oh. fucking look at look at this. That is for me. is too much makeup, Dan. Where? You know what I mean? Am I being unfair there with Carmella?
1: Is she talking after that? though? Or
0: look because there's Carmella and she doesn't know like she's wearing much makeup yeah. there at all when she was coming out. Carmella, yeah. This is why we talk about Carmella because about the first woman's money in the bank match and she talks about it being the first woman to win and how much it's in, how important it is to her. We see highlights of the match. And we don't see Ellsworth involved. They cut to the crowd, and then the next shot is Carmella holding money in the bank.
1: That is just silly.
0: <laughs> That's just WWE for you. Yeah. Uh, and then the woman in Abu Dhabi.
1: Well, let's not forget Steph is the face of the revolution. <laughs> she shows
0: up every couple of minutes just to prove It's, it's just like Iris saying, we are the Flash. <laughs> you know, it's yeah. no, you're fucking not. Yeah. You're a news reporter. Fuck off. Steph says that, that this is hope chant in a crowd in Abu Dhabi. It's chanted by about five people. But hey, she says WWE are changing. Cal Believer, and then we get the past, present, and future. It's quite a nice moment because we celebrate the legends of the business: Sherry Martel, Wendy Richter, Cindy Lauper. Yep, Alundra Blaze, and Luna. Even though they don't credit her, Sable with a Sable bomb, and a China, cross, yeah, the ninth one of the world, China. The first ever and only women to hold the Intercontinental Championship. And, of course, Lita in the attitude era as well with the Harley Boys, Team Extreme.
1: Lita didn't get asked to go to the Rumble, did she? Oh, yes, she did. She'd yes, done she done that really god-awful fucking shooting star, didn't she?
0: And we see Trish well, probably the most uh, well-known woman in WWE of all time. And yeah, They don't show what happens
1: after this, though,
0: do they? No. They see Beth Phoenix there eliminating Great Carly in the Royal Rumble. Michelle McCall winning the first NXT title, Women's Championship. And, of course, Iron Man match. Divas Champion, NXT, and then Charlotte.
1: No Bliss. What a bunch of cunts.
0: And no Oscar. So after the Legends, the Mae Young Classic, and Logan on the uh, Mae Young Classic, now she, of course, is on SmackDown. And then we see a bit of Mae Young and talk about her and what a legend she is.
1: Then we look at the Mae Young Classic. Yeah, we see highlights of the uh, the Mae Young Classic tournament and
0: uh, Sane beating Shania Baszler. <laughs> well, I don't know why you have to bring that up, for Dan. You know, what I mean, like Bas was dominant in NXT, so. Yeah. But anyway, after that, it's fifteen minutes, and look at Kari Sane's reaction here. This is this is beautiful as well by her because she won the May Young Classic, and then she's going into the big meeting of the women who are discussing what they're going to do at the Rumble tomorrow. And look at Sane's genuine reaction. Oh, bless you, Sarah Logan.
1: Kari Sane. She's
0: so happy. Oh, bless Kari Sane. Uh, So a lovely... When I
1: wrestled at 32, when John Cena (laughs) proposed to me because I'm a little skank.
0: But a lovely moment there for Kari Sane, isn't it? You know, you can see how happy she is to be involved.
1: (laughs) Phil has just got eliminated from the Rumble.
0: (laughs) It's a great moment for Kari Sane, though, and see how much the Royal Rumble actually means to you. know.
1: Most definitely, yeah.
0: So the day of Rumble, and they all arrive to the arena, and we get our first look at Oscar. Yes, and then now we get the full Oscar profile. Well, Triple H... It was all down to him signing Oscar. That's what he says. <laughs> he said he saw her, he signed her, and uh, Oscar was a the foundation. They took all the women from NXT. He said, "Leave Oscar for me." This is good though. look how miserable Oscar looks here, and then she kind of switches it up.
1: She got a face paint on already, <laughs> yeah.
0: but then she's kind of in character here as well. She, what do you figure that for Oscar? You yeah, you me? know, it
1: is a funny, it is a good bit of banter for Oscar. You know, uh, it's documented that uh, her English,
0: her English, not good. No, it's it's not great. And maybe she's in a little bit of character there, but, I mean, I absolutely love Oscar. Like I say, full profile afterwards. There is no more dominant in the WWE than Oscar is, and I don't care. Anybody that's not on the Oscar train, jump on board here. It is fucking awesome. And then we get her profile of the NXT women. Well, Bliss never had a title or takeover match in NXT. That is amazing to think when you think about her success after that, you know. Uh, then we see DeVille, Sonya DeVille and Mandy Rose. And they both started on Tough Enough in 2015.
1: And they've been best friends since day one. They lived together and then they joined
0: Paige, who was a judge on that show. Yeah, that's weird, isn't it? But, well, Paige didn't just so we move on. And their first paper was the first ever women's elimination chamber match. Yes. And then
1: Steph again
0: greeting uh, every woman. And she says how great she is. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. And Logan comes across as really well uh, the joke with Steph, basically, as she's Stephanie's greeting everybody, she, Sarah Logan walks in, and uh, Stephanie just grabs her and goes, you're part of history tonight, go out there and be special. And Sarah Logan's like, okay. And she wants to say something, but she can't think. So as Stephanie goes to move away, she keeps hold of Stephanie's hand. And Stephanie's like, what are you doing? She pulls Sarah Logan, pulls her in and just goes, I love you. And <laughs> just walks away. <laughs> it's like, she's like, "A panicked on that situation. Trips, greets... Molly and Trish, but he doesn't see Molly. He's like, oh, there you are, Molly, I didn't even see you there. And then we see Mickey James as well. Uh, Well, yeah, old locker room coming back because, you know, she was a big part of it way back when. Yeah, Yeah, Trish and everybody like that involved. We see Ember Moon, she's marking out over Molly and Beth Phoenix and all these other people like this.
1: Yeah, well, Michelle McCall was wearing an Undertaker T-shirt because she has to (laughs) let everyone know. Why why do
0: that? Why do that, Michelle? I don't understand. Well, it's all leading up to this. Uh, we see the kickoff panel for the Royal Rumble and Bliss being interviewed. Do we then get highlights of the men's Royal Rumble match, highlights of Lesnar, Kane and Strowman, and then 32 minutes. Right, here we go. So we're all getting ready backstage. Tyson Kidd says, nice. And they all line up for Triple H's speech. Because you want to make it all about you, Paige, don't you? That's what you want to do. So a great speech there by Triple H. What is weird is that it is Triple H, who's basically leading the force, it looks like, for the Women's evol- Revolution. You know, it's not Vince McMahon giving the shots. It looks like it's Stephanie and Triple H. I know Vince McMahon concentrates on the main event scene. If Maybe that's all he does now, you know. It's like if we were to see the Men's Royal Rumble or the the Universal title match, it would be Vince calling the shots. But now it's Triple H doing it. And I think that kind of gives the women a bit more of a chance as well. They've got a bit more of a a chance at things, you know. It's like the Royal Rumble match. Would they get this opportunity if Vince McMahon was calling all the shots every time? I know they're trying to take advantage of the women's revolution that happened with Ronda Rousey and people like this. But if it's there, I'd say do it, you know. So we've had the build, and now for the match itself. Yep,
1: Sasha was number one. And she's been the leading force in NXT. I mean,
0: against Bailey for the first Hell in a Cell. Match in Abu Dhabi, and she also lasted the longest in the Rumble. Yeah, like I said, matches with Bailey in NXT, and then against Charlotte and Hell in a Cell. Leader at number five. Lynched absolutely loved the fact that she was in the ring with uh, Lita. Yes, and uh, Stephanie on comms was awful. Yeah, I mean, she she did the commentary. Lucky for us, when we watched it live, we had it turned down, so we didn't hear her, did we? So that's fun. And Vicky I got cheers. Uh, we get Naomi's rumble moment, of course, where she used the chair to keep herself in. And then here comes Oscar at 25. She is dominant.
1: Yes, absolutely dominant. And obviously she went on to win it. And then we see Ronda Rousey arriving.
0: Yeah, under cloak and dagger, basically. Uh, Triple H giving her in through the back passage. Trish at number 30. Banks eliminates Trish before Bella's dump her out. Oscar wins, and it's her moment for about 30 seconds until Ronda Rousey. It's weird, because the talking heads are saying Oscar's moment is huge because she's from Japan. Look, just because she's from Japan doesn't mean she gets treated differently. Uh, The crowd pops for Rousey, who smirks and points. She hasn't got a cigarette in her gob,
1: James. She just got a smile on her face.
0: Well, now it's all about her until she gets bored and goes back to UFC. Look, I love Ronda, but I can't help thinking that she will break Oscar's streak.
1: And then bugger off back to UFC, yeah, exactly. just like Brock Lesnar. I know. Um, well, everyone gets big hugs from Triple H after.
0: Yeah, it's kind of weird, because Rousey, as she walks back out, Triple H's like behind the curtain, and he just pops out, and Rousey kind of jumps, and then it's like, oh, it's Triple H, I know, yeah.
1: Well, I, I can't help but think poor Bliss will get lost in the shuffle.
0: Yeah, my bets for next year, women's fight, uh, women's title will be Oscar Rousey, and the other match will be Charlotte versus someone. Bliss just, yeah, will will be in the same position as Becky Lynch's this year. Uh, we see Ronda Rousey meeting everybody after, and Piper's son was there, which was lovely, and now the last little moment. Sellers are like, yeah, Ronda Rousey. Yeah, we hug you first? Shane says, like, give me a fucking hug. I'm a woman. See, a lot of hugging. Oh, Kari's say that's nice. And now Charlotte. It's a shame you haven't got a dad like Ric Flair. Because <laughs> you have to use Roddy Piper. Oh, yeah, there's a bit. There's a fucking Miz. This is how awesome the Miz is, right? Look at this, Britt. This is fucking brilliant. So Rousey and Piper, obviously. She always wanted him as his dad by looking at this next picture. Hey, whatever. You I to love the Miz. Look at this big bonding session, Dan. Big bondage session. Bonding. Oh, Nikki on Cena.
1: Trish and Paige are complete polar opposites to each other. Yeah.
0: But, no, it's absolutely fantastic. I love the W24 series. And uh, I think this one, to get the behind-the-scenes look at the Women's Royal Rumble and see the planning that goes into it as well, I think it's a cracking programme. Dan, what are your thoughts?
1: Yeah, you know, I do like seeing the, the backstage thing of it all. But it kind of takes away, like, you know, people that, that are supposed to be enemies in the ring – and then they're all backstage hugging. It's oh, like, no, I You can't quite take them seriously. Yeah, but
0: kids ain't going to watch that, are they? You know, so it, I, I, I love the kind of insight into it. Uh, we also had on the 19th of March, W Music Power 10. And that was looking at the top 10 tracks of February 2018. And then 26th of March, we had the Kofi Kingston photo shoot, Dan.
1: Uh, I've actually become quite a big fan of these photo shoots. There was a few moments in there. Uh, it was, you know, when New Day, well, it... it started off when he first came in and he was the Jamaican Kofi Kingston. <laughs> <clears throat> and uh, he said it was quite lucky because Adidas, or Adidas as we know, had just released a tracksuit from uh, Jamaica and it had Kingston on the back. He said, oh, that's perfect. So he kind of did attire. He was also going on about, you know, how they first started off with New Day. And, you know, that was kind of their, their moment to try and push the New Day over. Mm. And, you know, someone just said, oh, yeah, it's a new day. And, you know, that name that kind, kind of stuck. Of stuck yeah. Uh, they also showed bits from his uh, heightened feud from Randy Orton. Not the bit where he said, you're fucking stupid. <laughs> but actually, the bit like uh, where he trashed the NASCAR. And he was saying, you know, there was some orange paint. And that could have been the end of his push if he had, <laughs> had slipped, you know, much like The Undertaker slipped yes. when uh, he went against JBL. Yep. Yeah. yeah, yeah and, yeah. uh,. Yeah, he kind of poured paint over it and he felt himself going, but he kind of like matrixed out of it and managed to uh, sort himself out. And then he, he was saying about, you know, how he was hitting a windscreen and they said, yeah, this is unbreakable glass, you'll never break it. And he smashed it. <laughs> and it's like, "All oh, right, okay okay. Uh, and, yeah, you know, that could have been the end of things with it. But uh, it is good seeing an insight in Kofi Kingston's
0: crew. He's been around for a very long time. Well, and this is a good thing about photo shoot, is the fact that it's not just like a sit-down interview. You've got the pictures there to kind of back up the story. It's a quick way of going through someone's career, you know what I mean? In 10 minutes, like saw connect or Kofi. The incredible thing about Kofi Kingston is he's just his longevity now in WWE. He's been over there 10 years. You know, he's won every single title there is to win in WWE, apart from the main championship. Will he get it now? I, I don't think he needs it, to be fair. Like I say, with success on the new day and stuff. But um, no, the photo shoot is something to be enjoyed. So that is new content. So now we move on to 205 Live. And it's episode 68. And it's the 13th of March. And we get a recap of Drew Gulak defeating Mark Andrews and Mustafa Ali taking down Buddy Murphy. Gulak Ali, Alexander, and Strong are the remaining superstars in the tournament. So Strong's still in there. Uh,
1: is, is your pick still No, there? my pick got
0: locked out. What I just said that, Dan. Must have Ali knocked him out. Vic Joseph and Nigel McGuinness welcome us to tonight's show. We're just going to put the, the main event is Roderick Strong versus Cedric Alexander. We're going to put this on now. Obviously, it's going to be a slow burner as we run through the rest of the results.
1: Well, Akira Tazara and Hideo, Hideo Itami went against Linstarado. And Grand Metallic
0: with Kalisto. Well, Tazara and Dorado kicks things off. Pretty much with a stow-up to get started. Metallic in, drops Tazara, goes for the quick cover. Barely two. Two. Harakamana on by Tazara, tags in Atami. Flip over the ropes by Metallic. Hip toss, drop kick, and brings in Dorado. Stereo drop kicks, standing moonsault by Dorado. Itami with a huge kick to Dorado's chest, and follows it up with boot to the jaw. Tazara tagged in, chops to the chest, fakes a chop, punch to the face down. I know you love that.
1: Itami back in, back elbow, knee drops, fake a third one with a light kick to the head. Looks for a reaction from the crowd and gets absolutely nothing. (laughs) Uh, Then you get Kalisto trying to get a lucha chant going as Tazawa and Dorado chop away at each other. Metallic goes to work with some rope walking and high flying. Dorado in and leaps off Metallic's back, uh, leaps off Metallic's back up and all the way down to the floor on Tazawa. He got some height on that leap. Wow. Metallic walks the ropes and hops off, misses and tweaks his knee. Itami able to finish him
0: off with a drop to the knee and gets the one, two, three. So the winners, Itami and Tazara via pinfall. And this match has started off very, very cautious between two men. Neither of them wants to make a mistake. Alexander is strong, like you said, Dan, your pick to go through here. And of course, Mustafa Ali and Drew Gulak. Looking on and seeing who they're going to have to face in the next round. Linz Dorado <laughs> comes in after the match and shoves Itami away from his partner. It looked like Itami was just checking on Metallic. The two get separated. We get a vignette on Roderick Strong who talks about how
1: he's opened up to the WWE universe. And he's just trying to earn his way up the ladder.
0: He speaks about getting to WrestleMania and he's proud. Straight Maverick heads out to commentary to get an up-close look at some action. And that action is jack Ahha. Versus Murphy Myers. A very serious Gallagher gets right after his opponent. Stares at him for a bit.
1: Big clothesline and a body slam. The damage continues and he stumps and swings away at his grounded opponent. Myers able to get offence in with Gallagher on the floor. Myers tries a baseball slide. But Gallagher pulls up the ring apron and hammers away at his opponent. The action's back in the ring. Big headbutt and that'll do it.
0: So Jack Gallagher wins by pinfall. with We see a vignette and Cedric Alexardo talks about This not being the first time he's gone after the title. Talks about his experience in the Cruiserweight Classic and the road leading to this match.
1: And then we get a Mustafa Ali promo about Drew Gulak being a bully as a mysterious figure slowly walks towards him from behind. Ali talks about when he didn't step up when a bully went after his friend. He says now he has a chance to fight back as the figure lunges at him.
0: Oh, interesting. And up there, like we said, Alex Alessandro vodic Strong it is happening now. Great job kick there from Roderick Strong. Goes for the cover. To. Oh, but Alexander managing to kick out. Uh, this is the first semi final match. Who's going to go through? Is it going to be Roderick Strong, Alexander? And we saw early on where both were exchanging. Cedric tried springboard off the top, and Strong cut him off. And then since then, for about the last five minutes, we'd say Strong been on top of Cedric, trying to wear him down. Come on, Roddy. Witnessful this of the boys. <laughs> come on, Cedric. You deserve an opportunity here. He was so close to becoming champion against He Should Not Be Named, and now he gets his second chance at redemption at WrestleMania. It's his clever strategy by Roderick Strong. So why did you pick Roderick Strong for Lendon?
1: You know, again, he's... In NXT, he's constantly come so close, but, yeah, ended up a million miles away from the title. And, I, you know, I just think he does deserve an opportunity
0: in, you know... Uh, 205 Live. Yeah, he's become hasn't he? Yeah, he's had lots of opportunities. Yeah, let me start again. Yeah, he's had lots of opportunities, Roderick Strong, but he never really he's got the job done. But you truly believe that he can get the job done here tonight, go to WrestleMania, and become Cruiserweight Champion then?
1: Yes, I do. I believe he can finally get his moment, and that is to perform in front of his family
0: and friends at WrestleMania and become
1: the new Cruiserweight Champion.
0: Yes. I oh, know he does yeah has uh, as Strong impressed you then since you picked him have, have you been more impressed by Roger Strong now you've become yeah. more of a fan you know
1: he knocked out um, his NXT friend Hideo Itami yeah.
0: and you know he's uh, and we know what
1: kind of a driving force
0: Hideo Itami is yeah, but that do not really tell me that you've been impressed by Strong. I mean, yeah, he beat Tommy, <coughs> but lots of people beat Tommy. Now, here comes Alexander. Now, that is impressive, you see. Yeah. Top rope plancher wiping out Roderick Strong by Cedric. Just great athletic ability by Cedric. And he's been great in the Cruiseweight Classic. Now he's going to springboard his way back in. Take Strong down. Bang! Clothesline. Why don't you go for Alexander then, you dick? Because <laughs> I like Buddy Murphy. Buddy Murphy was one of my original picks in NXT. And I, I like go with him. Sometimes yeah. it's not the obvious choice, you know. But, you know, you know, I've gone for Roderick Strong
1: because, you know, I've been a bit harsh on him of late, you know. He's, uh, <clears throat> I've, I've probably been his number one critic yeah. when he was in NXT. So I thought, you know, I'm going to give him the benefit of a doubt now that he's down in 205 Live. And he has impressed me. He's had some good matches so far.
0: But a lot of these matches in this cruiseweight tournament have been great. Oh, yeah. I don't think there's been a, a bad one yet. I think he's missed a little bit of personality. I think with Alexander, we're seeing a little bit more of who he is and, and what he wants to do here. With Strong, we're still not sure. Does he want to be a you know, NXT champion? Does he want to be a cruiserweight champion? Is he just going to be involved in everything? With Cedric, his goal is, from day one has been the cruiseweight title. You know, he's been a ever present so He goes for the lumbar check, but Strong throws him off the apron. Nice knee to the shoulder now. Cedric going to try and springboard his way back in. Oh, he gets strong, no. though. Manages to turn it around into a crucifix. Rolls up strong. Two. Oh, oh. but strong managing to kick out. Oh. Well, we know Cedric Alexander likes using a lumbar check with strong. Apart from the back plate, oh, fucking Jesus hell. Christ. Folds up, <laughs> Alexander. But only managing to get a two count. Two... Well, Roddy likes using the end of heartache and it would be a real shame for Alexander here to get stopped. You know, no one remembers the semi-final. It's all about the final.
1: Well, so a
0: Alexander can get yet another chance.
1: Yeah, Alexander deserves it. I know he chance. never got his title shot that
0: he was supposed to have had against Wanker. That's how much of a man he is, you know. Alexander had the opportunity, being number one contender, he goes, no, 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 I'll go back in the tournament again, fight for everybody to get a chance. That's how great... Alexander thinks he is, and Strong now going for the Strong Slam. Oh, no, but and uh, but Alexander turning it into a
1: yeah. springboard pelé, lumbar check. Oh, and he's got him. No. One,
0: two. Oh. oh go on, Roddy. Get oh, your foot on that on. bottom fucking rope. Cheater. Well, I'll tell you what, Alexander Strong has given a lot. Fans not giving anything back. It almost seems like it's a, it's a shame, you know, I mean, it's a, it's a pain for them to have to sit here and watch this great wrestling. And now Strong on the apron, what is Cedric going to do? Oh, he's going out to the apron to meet Roderick Strong. Oh my God, look at the kicks by Roderick. He means business. Got him in a kind of torture rack on the apron. Jesus Christ, drops
1: him across the ring tightening (laughs) bolt. Folds Alexander in half. Telling the referee to get in the ring and count him out.
0: Well, that is some serious damage there. And Roderick, yeah, be happy with a count out victory. I don't know if Cedric can recover. That is so dangerous. See, that's why
1: Roderick is the strong one.
0: No, yeah, well, he's not taking the risk, is it? It's Cedric going. I'll tell you what, I've got an idea. Why don't you throw me into the fucking one of the hardest parts of the ring? Now, referee's counting, and Roderick thinks he's got this. Referee up to seven, eight, nine, And Cedric somehow back up and responds with a kick to Roderick Strong. That might be the last bit of action, though, because Roderick's caught him with a huge knee to the face. And now maybe a superplex off the... Oh, my God. Oh, what a Strong plants, Alexander. Think about the amount of punishment that back of Cedric has taken. Roderick goes for the cover. Oh! Alexander managing to kick out. Uh. Fuck knows how he managed to do that. He's just shown the heart and the determination of a true champion. And Cedric wants his moment. But you've got to think about the just amount of pain. as He can't even get to his feet. We see the Cruiserweight title shining in the foreground. And, of course, Roderick Strong's had it taken out of him. But now he's going to look to put Cedric away. Your man could be in the finals of the Cruiserweight title tournament. I think he's just one move away from ending this match. Alexander's body's gone limp. Well, he might be playing... Hello, possums! ...a little bit. Making Strong having to carry his full body weight, picking him up. But again, he just might be out. Oh, there we go. Alexander trying to fight back. He's got heart. There's no doubt about that For Cedric. Strong with a lovely combination, but gets hit with a spinning heel kick from Alexander to his midsection. Well, Strong puts the boot up, gets caught by Cedric. He tries a back elbow. Strong oh. dodges, hits him with a knee. There we go. End, End of heartache. heartache. That's it. One, two. two. Oh. oh, what a fucking cheater! What a clever way for Cedric Alexander to get out of a pinfall. There, he knew his surroundings in the ring, and the veteran that he is, put that leg up on the bottom rope, stopping the count. He, the, the amount of injury, you know, the amount of damage his back is taken. Probably won't be able to get his shoulder up. The fans, though, some of them now chanting, which is good. He took the pussy's way out. And Cedric trying to get out of the ring now, and Roderick's pulling them back. Roderick needs to capitalise on it whilst Cedric is down. Roderick picking up Cedric. Oh! Gets caught with a big back elbow, though. But well, that might be the last line of defence. He's got a um, faraway look in his eyes.
1: Well, at this point now, James, it becomes a thinking
0: man's game. Oh, no, Dan, I cannot believe it. <laughs> And look at this. Both men use the other to get up, back to back. Take ten steps, turn around, and shoot. Oh, Strong tries to dodge. Oh my God! Strong and Alexander
1: both try shots, but they both duck respective ones, and they manage to hit one of each.
0: Man, what an uppercut there by Cedric! Strong's like, "Bring it on!" Oh my God! And both men wailing away at each other. <laughs> This is what you want to see, and Strong winning. No, he's not. I was about to say, winning the combination. Oh, Alexander looking for his lumbar check. Strong with a backflip out of it. Oh, my God. Strong now turns Cedric into Two. the cover.
1: Oh, but Cedric Cedric only just managing to kick out. Oh, uh-huh,
0: just. Oh, and a knee by Strong. Uh-oh. This could be it now. But Alexander rolls him up into a small package. Yeah! And gets the victory. <laughs> Cedric beats Strong. I mean... Oh, that's a shame, Dan, isn't it, for you? Your man gets eliminated. But look at Cedric, he's in shock. He lasted longer than your man. Fant- fantastic wrestling ability there by Cedric, managing to catch Strong in a small puckage for the win. Strong, devastated, nearly man, yet again. But Cedric goes through to the final. The first man through, of course, he will face Gulak, the winner of Gulak and Ali at WrestleMania. that semi second final matches next week. Dan, what do you think of this semi final match?
1: That was a bloody good match. You know, uh, I think it still leaves it open for Strong to say, look, you know, you caught me in a small package. I think I deserve a title shot when and if you win the title.
0: Yeah, it, Strong Strong had nothing taken away from him in defeat there. It was a fully 50 50 match. Each man exchanging the finishes, each man getting a foot on the ropes, and it wasn't a finisher that. Ended it, was it? It was Alexander just catching Roderick Strong there. Uh, Strong looked great. Cedric, I think, looked just a little bit better. But another fantastic offering here for the Crew 5 Live. So we move on to episode 69. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And it's the 20th of March. And March twentieth show from Dallas will give us the final
1: man who will battle for the belt
0: at WrestleMania 34 on, on April the 8th. Voice over guy over caps last week's great semi-final between Cedric Alexander and Roderick Strong over highlights of the win. That's sending Cedric, Cedric to WrestleMania 34 and preview of tonight's Drew Giluk versus Mustafa Ali Semi, which summarises history between the two, man, two men. And we see a no real sign of respect. They did look at each other, didn't they, Cedric and uh, Strong? But no handshake, Cedric now staring... At the WrestleMania sign.
1: Well, Vic Joseph and Nigel McGuinness mess and say many of the
0: same things covered in the pre intro video. And in the first match is Hideo Tummy defeating Lince Durano. ...via disqualification when Grand Metallic shoves a tummy into the apron. Oh, hang on, Cedric's just getting interviewed here.
2: I did it for you, as That was If you could change, I, uh, and um, I could change, and we all change. And we all safe together
0: Yeah, Cedric. Now
1: yeah. the fucking crowd are chanting, they can fuck off jumping on the you deserve it bam mag and they were sat on their fucking hands.
0: You don't deserve it to be there, you bunch of fucking no necks. Cedric didn't deserve it. He earned it. He is going to WrestleMania, baby. <coughs> Daniel Bryan done that. Well, this emotion just—it gives something else to the Cruiserweight title. It has a meaning to it. It's not a meaningless bit of metal. Cedric's got the emotion that he wants to become Cruiserweight champion, and he, I think, deserves the opportunity. Lucha House Party accompanies Doralo to the ring as we get caught up to—we get caught up on Atami targeting Grand Metallic's knee in, in, in his tag room with Akira Tozawa over Lince and Metallic. And Dorado's issues with it. Tazawa walks Hideo to the ring.
1: Well, Itami controls things in the early going, but Dorado escapes a headlock to dump Hideo on the floor. He faints to do- frustrate Itami and remains in control back in the ring. A hurricane Rana sends Hideo to the outside again, and this time Lintz flattens him with a corkscrew over the top rope. He celebrates on the announce desk and takes Itami down with a shoulder and a head scissors. Hideo rolls him up for a two. Dude. Out of a rest hold and after a knee to the midsection puts dorado on the floor with a yakuza kick.
0: Well, after following him down and slamming him into the apron, the tommy taunts dorado with strikes, but answers with a kick off an Irish whip and another off a springboard. Big Larrett from Medeo after dodging another slingshot manoeuvre but Lindsay answers with a super kick. Tommy's sent outside again when a bickering with Grand Metallic triggers a DQ. Does Zama police have to keep their teammates apart again as the feud continues?
1: Well, we get a Drew Gulak promo video where he tells us he really does believe in a better 205 Live, but that Drake Maverick lit a fire under him when he called him a goof. A tournament is a purest form of competition and his chance to set an example that his way is the right way. He doesn't intend to lose tonight, or next
0: month, we get a confessional promo from Alexander. He calls last week's the best of his career. He still hasn't said in that he'll be competing at Mania in front of seventy thousand people. Well, he'll be doing the early kickoff, so probably about thirty-five. The journey isn't over because if he doesn't win on April eighth, he'll do it again. <laughs> I know, he leaves that open. He'll get another shot. Yeah, he'll probably get another opportunity.
1: Well, we see TJP defeating Kenneth Johnson
0: via submission with the knee bar. Yeah, Nigel and Vic remind us Johnson was in a Cruiserweight Classic. Hey, many people might not know that. Perkins gets a selfie promo saying he doesn't care who wins at Mania. He's first in line for a title shot because he won the CWC and was the first champ. Well, it's all TJP until he
1: catches a kick counter and wags his finger at Johnson. Then eats another kick with the other foot. Perkins takes a, li- takes a little offence but counters with a kick of his own. Hits a detonation
0: kick, then holds on to his submission finisher well after the referee calls for the break. We get an Ali promo video. He introduces himself from Chicago and says the difference between him and the rest of the division is heart." He talks about being a police officer outside Chicago and wanting to be a cop to take action and change the world. Win or lose, he sees this as his chance to change minds and take fans who see his name and start to boo and convince them to cheer. Whether or not he does that Mania, we'll see. We get Dasha Fuentes interviewing Drake Maverick and he's livid that
1: the Itami Dorado match ended in catching some hot-headed cruiserweights. Thank goodness for Tazawa and Kalisto. He wants to reward them so next week they'll take part in a fatal four-way match with TJP and Buddy Murphy. Maverick leads into this by saying the new champ will need challenges after Wrestlemania... So I think it's a number one contenders match. But well, I'm not quite sure because you never confirmed nor denied it. No,
0: but yes, like I say, your man, TJP, Bunny Murphy, my guy, and of course with Kalisto and... Whoever the fucking Well, should be a great match. But now we're on to the main event, the last semi... Well, the second semi-final. Who will face Alexander at WrestleMania? Will it be Mustafa Ali? Will it be Drew Gulak? Let's find out now. Oh, so after a cagey start by Gulak, Mustafa Ali just hit the dropkick. Sending Gulak back to the corner, and I mean keys to victory, here, Dan. What has uh, Ali got to do if he wants to win this one? He's I don't know. I think he's got to
1: go to his uh, area ability, much to Drew's disgust. I think that's going to frustrate and infuriate Drew as well as uh, the pain for the manoeuvre that he hits coming off the top as well.
0: Yeah, well, there's a thing in it, stuff, Riley, So he needs to keep up that pace. He can't let Gulak determine. Uh, the speed of this match. Gulak's gonna wanna go technical, isn't he? He's gonna wanna try and slow this down. Like we say, use all the cheap shots as well. He's got a lot to his advantage. We saw that back elbow, back elbow there on the break. And with Gulak, he just wants to slowly wear down Ali. We know we got, he's got time in this match. and That's what he's gonna do with Ali. I think, uh, the quicker for Ali to get the victory, I think the better responds with the back elbow. I mean, these two men have hated each other for a while now. Fly zones, Ali being the main culprit for that. Oh, Ali got caught. Electric chair sends him down. Drew Gulak with a roll-up. Shoulders um, eventually two. down. Oh, but Ali managing to kick out. Ah. But it'd be interesting to see the chemistry because you've got to feel these two men have been wrestling each other now for the past like six months or so, maybe even longer, you know, since both men debuted in the CWC. Who are you a bigger fan of, Gulak or Ali? Who do you rather see? Ali. Ali in the final. Yeah. I don't know, I think Gulak might tell a little bit of that story because it would be Hill versus uh, a face then, wouldn't it? You know, with Cedric versus Gulak.
1: Yeah, but then Cedric Alexander versus Ali, you see their friendship. They've shown cracks in
0: their friendship, so they could also produce a great match as well. When we talk about CWC style, both men could just pull it all out then, couldn't they? You know, just go for everything they want with Gulak now. He's just stomping ahead head at Ali. And especially on the grandest stage of them all. Yeah. Well you gotta think about Ali though, like, he's in a bit trouble now with Gulak. Last week he had probably the the toughest of all matches against Buddy Murphy, didn't he? Well the last time out he had the toughest match against Buddy Murphy. You know you've got to think about the punishment Murphy put on Mustafa Ali and how Ali's gonna struggle through this match, isn't it? Well that's you know?
1: that's your opinion. <laughs> and you are entitled to it as unfortunately
0: you have a voice. Exactly. I'm um, the voice of the voiceless and Ali slapping Gulak. Sending him back to the ropes, coming back, Drew, Drew Gulak looking for a big boot, but getting caught
1: by Ali, putting on his back, and with a few clotheslines, takes him down with a
0: double leg takedown, and then just starts punching away at Gulak's head. Well, oh, that is lovely, brother, my stuff for Ali. You can see the hatred between these two. And Ali now, you know, he's still trying to get it together. Gulak's attack, and now he's going to, oh, Gulak runs in. Ali slips through the ropes, kicks Gulak. You talk about the hatred, you talk about how well these men know each other as Ali goes to netbreaker in. Hits the X-factor on Gulak. One, two. Gulak manages to get his shoulder up at two. Two, and at least he's got some fans there. See, they're they're into it a little bit. But Mustafa Ali, there there is a couple of interesting things. You know, you think about Mustafa Ali, we talked about this, would be generally a hill. You know, look at Davari, look at where he's been. I like the fact that, uh, that Ali is different. You know, and he's a face, and he really has impressed me, you know. I think he does deserve um, all the opportunities he's getting here. And Gulak, again, another guy who can go from serious to funny, you know, and so Gulak can basically hit all points. So I think Gulak's got a bright future. Would not, you
1: like to see a WrestleMania
0: PowerPoint? Is that a New Day there, by the way? <laughs> I think it is a New Day. Not maybe not a PowerPoint as such, but I think it's definitely... Uh, even as just a normal wrestler, not a cruiserweight on Raw or Smackdown, I think Gulak would find his place coming out, doing a PowerPoint, being able to joke around with other wrestlers and stuff. I think Gulak has a potential there for that. I think with Ali, it would be cruiserweight and then basically kind of like babyface underdog type thing, you know? As we see now, he gets sent into the turnbuckle... Gulak's got a dragon sleeper on. Not got properly locked in, but I think he's doing effective enough. Well, he's won many a matches
1: with this, and Ali realises he's trying to squirm away. Couple of knees to the head. Gulak, though, with oh. a spinning lariat, and just takes Gula, uh, takes Ali inside
0: out. Gulak's the one with a crazy look in his eyes. As he screams and looks to put away Ali. Picks him up, clotheslines him down, and keeps hold
1: of his arm. Close lines him down for a second time and turns him inside out for a second time. And
0: now turns him round, goes for the cover. Two hooks a leg but Uh oh Ali's caught him, it's like a a modified triangle. Got it in perfectly, he's got the hand clasped, but the only problem is his shoulders could be down. Gulak ooh. He manages to turn it. It um, looks like it is cinched in properly from this angle, James. Well, the only problem is that leg's dangling. He probably wants to get the leg under Gulak's body and try and grapevine, but Gulak realises, turns his body weight, gets under the bottom rope and stops the submission there. The guy getting in Gulak's face, but Ali, this is a no-fly zone.
1: Well, he's going up top despite Gulak's efforts to try and turn it into a
0: no-fly zone. And look at the markings on, on uh, Ali's shoulder already. Waiting for Gulak to come to position. Fucking hell, spins over, lands <laughs> arse
1: first on the head of Gulak, pulls him down to the mat and then starts punching away at his head again.
0: Throws him back in the ring. Started seeing more of the CWC type wrestling that we fell in love with here on 205 Live. Is he looking for the inverted 450? He's going to put Gulak away. He's one move away from the finals. Oh. oh, but Gulak
1: sweeping his legs from underneath him. Ali hitting his face on the edge of the ring apron on his way down.
0: And then landed landing on them wafer-thin mats. Wow, how thin are those mats now? They are
1: mere millimetre stick, James.
0: Well, in a you know, high-risk move, that was high-risk there for Ali. And he came crashing down, and I bet it hurt inside. Gulak now is going to try and get his breath back. But these matches, yeah, not one cruiserweight title. I bet it be the final, that sucks. Not one of these tournament matches have been bad. And Ali, we see a replay of what he did earlier. I'm just more
1: frustrated by the crowd. I mean, tonight's crowd's a bit more lively, actually, saying that.
0: Yeah, there's, I like it when there's like a group of people and they try and get the crowd with them as well, if you know what I mean. We're going to be that group when it comes to London. Well, Gulak sends Ali off the apron, who gutsy performance, tries to get up. And now right near the arts table, Cruiserweight Championship. Throws him upside down into Barry barricade. And Gulak has turned it up in recent weeks. Like he said, he didn't, didn't like being called a goof. Well, he's not goofing around now. Throws Ali in, but Ali immediately rolls out on the other side of the ring, trying to get some separation between... That is clever by Mustafa. Now he's on the announce table. Just in front of Nigel McGuinness. Gulak. Well, Gulak can stay there, but he wants to
1: go out and finish the job. Referee tells him to get back, but Gulak goes out behind the referee's back. Here he comes again. Oh! (laughs) Looking to take Gulak out, but Gulak sidesteps, throws him across the announce table and into some poor lad's legs.
0: Vic Joseph is disappeared. Look at Vic Joseph shit himself. Here comes Ali. Oh. I was flying over the announce table. Oh, this is what it means. And Ali now getting in, can to try and get a count out? Now the announce table coming into play. With Fasar Ali's uh, rearranging some furniture. Now the crew direct title means everything in the world, but
1: you think about the hatred. We can see how that, uh, that table's been busted
0: up previously and it's been like screwed together. Well, now they've got tablets and everything like that on there as well. Gulak. <laughs> Nigel McGuinness is kind of like flinching. Gulak stopping Ali. Oh, oh! a high-back body drop from the announce table onto them wafer-thin mats. Yeah, you know, you forget about the Cruiserweight title, it's just a hatred for each man, like you talked about. And Ali's just gone splat. only putting it all on the line here tonight. Well, there might be nothing left come WrestleMania. Alexander just might be able to just easily cover either Gulak or Ali. But then, you know, it is... <clears throat> If this is all worth it for that WrestleMania moment. Well this is the thing, this is what they're gonna be telling their grandchildren in years to come. They were at WrestleMania contending for the Cruiserweight Championship. Well Gulak's back in. He does want to count out victory though. Uh oh oh Throws Ali face first into the ring post. Knocks him clean out. Well it would be funny if Gulak got <laughs> disqualified, but he's he's marching on now. Look at him shitting himself now. Oh fucking hell. He throws him into the timekeeper's area, goes back into the ring. Well that is it now. Gulak saying to referee, you count. <sighs> Ali realising he's only got five, so he's close to down. Yep. Yeah. Oh referee up to six and we see movement from Ali. Now it's a nine count. Oh. Referee's gonna count. Ten is the Oh
1: Ali in just in the nick of time. Gulak infuriated.
0: But what's Ali have left? He got in the ring and now there's a seething Gulak. Ready to finish him off. And you now he's going to go Jaggins Job done. Oh, Ali grabs the top rope though. Has, Gulak has to break it. Picks Ali up. Oh, but
1: oh. Ali turns it into a lovely DDT. Plants him. Scrambles his way
0: to the corner. And now one last chance for Ali. This is all or nothing for him. The inverted 450. The reverse 450. Oh. One, two... Free, yeah and Ali books himself a place in the final well fantastic match there Gulak gave it all he could but like I said the toughness of Mustafa Ali there what a fantastic match that was as a bloody brilliant match you
1: know seeing the hatred between these two guys and you see like it's not just the hatred but it's the the need to go to WrestleMania the grandest stage of them all and
0: challenge for that Cruiserweight Championship as well and every match has been spot on here you know Happy that he's got there, and I think he deserves it. Gulak a little bit shocked, it's understandable, but Gulak looks so strong in that match. Again, takes na- take nothing away from him in defeat. Uh, the Cruiserweight title scene is brilliant. Ali looks at WrestleMania sign. Like I said, he's booked a date with Cedric Alexander on the WrestleMania kickoff show. <laughs> 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 All right, WrestleMania for the Cruiserweight title, come on. All right, so next episode, episode 17, and it's the 27th of March.
1: Yes, we hear from all four competitors in tonight's Fatal 4-Way. Each plan on picking up a victory to get a step closer to challenging from the Cruiserweight Championship.
0: Vic Joseph and Nigel McGuinness welcome us to tonight's show as they preview tonight's match. Drake Maverick already at the announce table as he hypes 205 Live. Well, the first match is Tony Nice versus Mandrew. So, yes, we are going to see Tony Nese versus Mark Andrews here. Now, Tony Nese... Is one of my guys that I really like on the cruiserweight division. Of course, it looks like a heavyweight fights like a cruiserweight. We all know this, but he's absolute. I mean, I can't this name a couple of months ago, and I'm sticking to it. But Mark Andrews, you're quite a fan of him, aren't you, Dan? He is, yes. You know, we
1: saw him in uh, the UK Championship matches he's had, and he's, uh, he's just got brilliant talent. And, you know, again, another one of these uh, underdog-type wrestlers
0: as well. Well, what's crazy to think is that Andrews and Nice are in the same division here when you look at just the difference in size. I think Nice's leg is probably the same size as what, the chest of Mark Andrews would be fair to say in this one? Well, don't cut uh, Andrews, though. And now with each man trying to get the best of everyone, one, head scissors now by Tony Nice. He's obviously got the power. Who's got the speed in this one? My Andrews without a shadow. Oh, I don't know. Nice is quick, though. Andrews bridges out. because he's got the British wrestling backing him up.
1: Ooh. Oh, well, Andrew's looking for a headstand to try and get out of that leg, uh, head scissors, But uh, Tony Neese just ramming his head into the mat. See, now
0: Nice, the side headlock with those huge biceps. That you know? <laughs> mark, Andrews.
1: Uh, he's not going to win a shoulder block competition with Tony Neese, no. that's for sure.
0: I mean, the power of Nice just taking Andrews down. Looking Andrews. for a hit lock getting blocked by Nice. Well, oh, that's nice. That man, there, Andrews, lands on his feet. Oh, and then Andrews just rolling
1: about. Gets a lock this time, though, and turns it into an armbar.
0: And, then, and then, I'll tell you another thing that's uh, quite enjoyable about 205 Live. Yeah, Tony Neese is here, which is enjoyable nonetheless. But you've got the Welshman and Mark Andrews here having a, a great match at this moment in time. And on commentary, you've got Vic Joseph alongside Nigel McGuinness and, of course, the, Cruiserweight man, uh, the general manager of 205 Live, Drake Maverick, who's also British as well. So you've got two British voices here. You've got us doing it. This is a real... You know, talk about World Revolution. It's a British Revolution coming. Well not only that, I mean like the manager of uh, the general manager of NXT. Yep. We're gonna get on NXT in a bit. Um Pete Dunne, of course, the UK champion. You know, we're we're doing really well. You've got Jack Gallagher making a storm in five live. Yep, you've got Drew McIntyre soon, hopefully to the WWE yeah. main roster. Oh, that was nice by Andrews.
1: Uh back flipping through, uh, away from maneuver from Nice and then uh planting a drop kick in his face, going for the cover but Nice managing to kick out.
0: Uh, the real CWC feel to this as well. They kind of sorted it out now, haven't they? They're, they're allowing them to do what they want. Nice sets Andrews up on the top rope. And Tony
1: Nice, I, I I know why you like him, because he is your GPD.
0: He is, isn't he? He gets sent outside to the ring with a hurricane runner. Just more wrestling talent for Nice. These nice runs in, and look at that. Running through Mark Andrews with a huge back elbow, <laughs> taking him down. You talk about, yeah, you said... Look at the speed there. Tony Neese, he must have gone 1 to 60 in like, what, 1.2 seconds?
1: No. And
0: he sends Andrews back to the corner. Irish ripping him. Look at the power. Full force into the corner there. Back first. Goes for the cover, but Andrews showing his toughness to get the shoulder up. Up. Look at this beautiful submission by Tony Neese. Grapevine. Look at Andrews, though, leveraging the legs up, so the shoulders are down for Neese. Oh, but Nice powering out and then resistors on. This is a great matchup here in the cruiserweight division. You got power and technician. Two guys I like as well, which is hard to come by nowadays. Really, it's like, <laughs> I've got a problem with most people. Andrews gets out of it, but Nice straight on
1: the, straight onto Andrews with a running knee to the midsection. Goes for the cover,
0: but Andrews managing to get his shoulder up at two. Two, and now with a bear hug. Andrews manages to get back to his feet, but then throw just back into the corner. Nice comes running in. Cowboy from Mark Andrews, though. Eh? Just rocking the big guy, Nice. And then we see a shot on the commentary team.
1: Hi. Rockstar spud.
0: Nice comes running in. Andrews puts a leg up, gets caught. Go on, Andrews. Imagine well, responsible responds with an insecurity. He's got to get his breath back here.
1: Andrews. Andrews. Oh, 6 one, 9 there. Eh? Kicks to the midsection for Nice.
0: Andrew springboards in, but Nice catches him. No. Oh, but turns it into a kind of like a bulldog. Oh now Andrew's trying to get back into this. Comes in with a running knees. You can't hit knees on Nice, that's not fair. Well Tony
1: reverse the Irish whip. Gets caught by Tony Nees, nice, but again Andrews turns it into a
0: lovely tornado DDT. T. To... Oh. Well nice managing to get the that Nees nice managing to kick out. Uh uh-huh. He's gone on the outside to get his breath back. But with Andrews around, that's probably not the best idea. Because Andrews... Oh! <laughs> wow, well, springboards off the second rope
1: like rope tightener. Takes out Tony Nese. Roaring his way back into action. Throws him back into the ring. Oh, well, Andrews up to the top, but he sees this. Oh, Ooh, swipes out his legs from underneath. Leaves Andrews prone across the top rope. Come on, Tony, put him away. It's too much fucking around now. Huge kick. Kicks him up onto his shoulders. Oh, a kick knee to the
0: midsection. One, two. Oh. Andrew's somehow getting him shoulder up at two. Two. Now, Lee stomping away, going for cover again, but can't keep Andrews down. Well, he talks about the heart termination of Mustafa Ali. Andrews here showing that he's got a lot left in the tank, but Nice, fucking hell. For the third time turning Andrews inside out with one of his big clotheslines. But still can't keep Andrews down. Nees throws Andrews to the apron. Oh, beautiful kicks there by Tony Nees. Wow, he kicks him in the head and then sweeps his legs from underneath him. He's a hell of an athlete. Comes running outside to get Andrews. Oh! You could say he's the premier athlete. He is the premier athlete. Look at the forearm. Look at the premier forearm. To the Welshman's jaw. Pretty dislocated that. Throw him back in. Finish it off now. Now Nees nice just got him at the eight for Just slapping his chest. Throws him in. Don't get overconfident though, Tony. Just put him away. Tony now springboards his way back out. Beautiful. Oh, but Andrews had it scouted. Rolls away from it.
1: And Tony niece hitting nothing but Matt. But Nees nice up first. But Andrews slaps
0: him across the chest. Well, that just might anger Tony niece. Oh, no. That hurt him. <laughs> Tries to hurt Andrews. Oh, my
1: God. And a load of chops and a flurry of lefts and rights. Just clubbing away
0: at Tony Neese. Nice. Yeah, but one 4 by Neese nice settles it then. Comes running into Andrews. Oh, oh a lovely Inseguri nice. Drops Neese nice to his knees. Nice. <laughs> yeah, Neese nice is down. Oh, but stops Andrews, rolls him up, but powers him up there, one-armed. Uh-oh. Just rolled up, though. Oh. Standing coup de grace. Two. Oh. oh. And Nice managing to get his shoulder up at two. Two. I thought this would be a great match. I thought I it has been. Andrew's get frustrated. Come on, Nice. Put him away. Andrew's up. Irish ripped to Nice. Nice rolls under the leg. catches him in a pump handle slam. Well, he's got Andrews up on his shoulder for the pump handle. Oh. But Andrews oh, turns it goodness. round to a stunner. <laughs>
1: Yes, no. Mandrews.
0: No. What a move that was by Mark Andrews. Going up. Looking for his panted 450. No, shoot the star. No. Oh. Hits it. One, two, three. Shit, sir. And give Mandrews the victory. Well, give these two props. What a fucking great match that was there. It was. Styles meshed perfectly. Andrews being the underdog there. Nice. I was watching this all day long, these two men. Neese nice showing how great he is. And Andrews. well, obviously WWE think that he's got quite a big future if he's beaten someone like Tony Neese here on 205 Live. Indeed, yes. Uh, yeah, post-match. Yeah, it said that. So backstage, Dasha Fuentes asked Gulak about having to face Andrews again. Gulak says, Andrews is quite the high flyer, but sends out a notice that he's the best submission specialist in WWE. If you want to step to me, you will tap out.
1: Oh, yeah. No. Well, backstage, Buddy Murphy getting set for his match. TJP just chilling out on the stairs.
0: <laughs> uh, backstage, Maverick has a sit-down with Cedric Alexander and Mustafa Ali. The two can't believe how they went from sitting in a skybox and watching WrestleMania last year. Now they will be on the show.
1: Alexander took his in that they will wrestle in front of their friends and family and he will win the title. Ali has him repeat the last bit. And notes how Alexander always gets to that big match and
0: something messes up his chance at winning the title. Oh. Well, Ali continues that they will tear the house down and the story ends with a total being raised over his head. Alexander responds that he'll sacrifice anything, including stomping out the heart of 205 Live. That's what he'll do to become champion. Ali tells us exactly what he's going to (laughs) do. Ali tells us exactly what he's going to have to do and a two shake hands. And now the main event.
1: It is Kalisto. Versus Akira Tozawa, versus TJP, versus some crackhead from NXT. Oh, no, Buddy Murphy. Versus
0: my man, Buddy Murphy, powers Tozawa away. Kalisto and Tozawa start at the corner. Murphy shows his power gets dumped out. He gets thrown out of the ring because they're like, you don't belong here, dick. And another guy that doesn't belong there, TJP, misses Kalisto Tozawa. How does belong there? He's the first ever taking chances. Look at that by Kalisto. Off the top box, big ball. Nobody wants to wrestle TJPs there by himself. Yes, because they'll lose. And now he just. He sits where he wants. Oh, my man! TJP! My man, Buddy Murphy, up. Look at the power of this man. And TJP. Well, like... look at the power of him climbing into the ring. Yeah, TJP's look at how strong like... he looks. He looks like a Greek god and he picks up Perkins with his hair easily. Oh, Uh-oh. TJP
1: spins him round and just makes him look like a complete
0: Greek what? godded oh, idiot. Oh, bullet lip up there by Buddy Murphy. Catching him in the side, then, look. TJP completely out-wrestling him at every step. Yeah, hurricanrana by Buddy Murphy sending Perkins to the outside. Yeah, that out-wrestling Lands leg. on his feet. Here comes Buddy Murphy, going to go a bit flying. No, nope, because Kalisto stops him. Oh! Spinning corkscrew back elbow. Well, oh, that was nice. Murphy to the outside. Tozawa. Tizarro goes to the Kalisto chops him down. This match has started off at a hell of a pace. Standing, Senton. <laughs> One. Oh. Murphy back in now. Stops Desara. Yeah, how quick has this match started? He's going to slam him down Oh, TJP in. He's like, oi, dickhead, stop it. Don't it, mate? He's like, please, shoot you him up. Shoot him up. Oh, please.
1: Yeah, TJP's yeah. lulling him into a full sense of security TJP's because like, Blake's look, a look, fucking we'll get,
0: mug. We'll get him up. See? Someone's a TJP in this group. Someone's a Bully Murphy, Dan, aren't they? You know that. And <laughs> <laughs> look at TJP picking up Kalisto. TJP is the Shawn
1: Michaels. <laughs> Murphy... Is the Marty Gennetti. Well, Buddy Murphy's got Caliste. Ah, oh. what a mug. Turning his back on TJP like a fucking idiot.
0: TJP has to take the easy route like the fucking little bitch. No, he takes he the is, clever he route. He takes the intelligence hill. route. He attacks him from behind could get advantage over Buddy Murphy. And he's and got one that sit- advantage over. Situation, situation In a one-on-one situation, Perkins can't beat Buddy Murphy. Come on now. He's got Buddy Murphy up. Oh, just
1: bounces him headfirst off the ring post, sending him careening to the floor below.
0: Murphy's just going to take his time. Cesaro in. Now the three proper cruiserweights in the <laughs> ring. Desire was in a little bit of trouble now. TJP's going to tie him up. Taking a squat Oh, look, dabbing. he's dabbing. You love it when they dab. Oh,
1: look, he's got a submission <laughs> on two wrestlers. Two former <laughs> cruiserweight champions. While Murphy is asleep on the outside after being thrown into the ring post
0: by who? TJP. Well, Kalisto, back elbows. And TJP again, say, no, don't, look, no, we'll team Hang up. On, yeah, because yeah. he's... Doesn't he's work this time, off. does it? Doesn't work this
1: time, chopped to the chest. And he's still got the submission in while he's getting beaten up. And every time he goes down, it hurts Tazawa And TJP... He's got a submission and a pin attempt while Murphy is still what? Fast asleep on the outside. Don't worry about Buddy
0: Murphy. Worry about your guy, TJP, all right? I am don't, worried about him. you worry about your guy. I'm I'll worried worry... about how he's going to do a finisher on three wrestlers at the same time. i about my man, Buddy Murphy. Thank you very much, okay? now cut Buddy Murphy in. He's seeing stars. <laughs> <laughs> TJP walks into him and look how furious <laughs> Murphy is. Yo. Is that what you want to do? Bang! Close eye down! Bang, close on down. Perkins straight back up again. Oh, beautiful there. Hips straight up back up again. Still on the offence. Bang, calf kick, Perkins down. Nip up by Murphy. Nip Perkins quick. straight back up. Close on over the top. Not getting up now, is he? Kalisto in. Murphy sends Kalisto out. Well, you can't win a match throwing everyone out the fucking ring, yeah. can you, you fucking idiot? And now Buddy Murphy sends Kalisto into the cameraman.
1: Yes, because the barricade's <laughs> not big
0: enough for him to not hit a fucking Look, cameraman. Would you calm down? The
1: stupid would fucking you... Australian twat. Kazama
0: gets sent to the announce table. Perkins gets caught with his huge forearm by Buddy Murphy. Murphy sends him into the apron. I mean, this guy is built. He's absolute in himself as well, you know. I'm so glad I picked him like three years ago, you know, before he'd won 12 world championships. I pick my guys when they're just getting started out, you know. And I, I'm not a late comer to them. To be fair, you've been around the fan for years, but hey, not on the podcast. Hey. Though, it? <laughs> yeah, hey. Nothing you can say. Oh, no.
1: Oh, and two enemies working together to get rid of a moron.
0: <laughs> He's not a moron. He's Australian. Tazara... <laughs> oh, that makes a difference. Tazawa and Kalista sending Murphy into the barricade. Double teaming Yes, because Perkins. it
1: takes more than one person to beat Perkins up. Well, like it just did Buddy Murphy. Now Kalisto's up uh, uh, enemies uh, joining yeah, together. yeah.
0: Good one.
1: Oh, and the man standing to TJP.
0: Well, he got lucky there. He got lucky to be left alone in the room with Kalisto. He got lucky all the way through the Cruiserweight Classic Tournament. Well, here comes Zawa. And, yep, these and three TJP men. had it scouted. Got him up for the powerbomb. He's going to dump him on Kalisto.
1: Look at the intelligence again. Maneuvers on two men. I mean, does Murphy do that? No, he goes asleep. But... Look! Why look we at we the won? strength of him! He's got one on his back and he's got one in a cradle.
0: Both of them are going to go tap out. No, Tazara rolls over. Perkins rolls through. I'm not saying Perkins is not a great technical wrestler, but all these three men have been through weight champion. It's the time for change in 205 love. It's time for new blood. We don't want
1: another Australian Enzo coming in (laughs) and fucking being an idiot. All
0: right, the Australian mojo. Whatever one suits it better. Murphy comes in, nails TJP. He's got Kalisto. Oh, Oh. gets nailed by Kalisto. (laughs) Well, Tazara's up low. Look at Tazara. Oh, Ah, my ah, God. ah, Lucha, that. Discus kick. And now all four men down. I tell you what, this has been a hell of a fucking fatal four-way. Look at him, a ginger tosser. You just have no
1: souls TJP's tired from doing submission movies on two men at the same time and it's not the same submission either it's two different submissions I mean technically you
0: can't get better than that well you can hear faint ah 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 chants so maybe they are backing Tazar up cause that's because Mur- Murphy's in pain ah ah oh. but these this crowd though should be on their feet celebrating this action at the moment Murphy's slowly getting up Tizal was the first man Get to his feet and he targets TJP.
1: We haven't seen Murphy live, have we?
0: Oh, TJP drop kicks Murphy.
1: Plants him but gets caught by Tazawa. Akira's gonna go flying. Oh, oh flying, hell. Hell. flying headbutt takes out TJP.
0: And now Kalisto looking at the action, he's gonna springboard his way over the top. Oh, a lovely like, somersault corkscrew combination there. Oh, now Buddy Murphy, the last man. Of yeah. Everyone should just run out the way so he gets the mat. <laughs> last man left in the ring. Here comes Murphy. Oh, fucking hell. Leaping Staying ability over the top. Yeah, leap, look at the
1: leaping ability of Buddy Murphy there.
0: The planter nearly clearing
1: everybody. <laughs> exactly because he can't fucking hit someone. No, because that. of his
0: athletic leap, Dan, all right? No, uh, because he's a div. <laughs> <laughs> you did a great good one. <laughs> no, because he's a div. All four men down. On... And Murphy throws Kalisto in. What kind of shitty finisher has he got then? Murphy looks to go up. I'll know it when I see it.
1: Oh, he gets
0: hung up on the top. Now it's Tazawa's turn maybe for the on. Oh, he's all the way up now. Oh.
1: Kalisto pulled him off.
0: Kalisto cuts him off. Now he's going to go up there to get him. What is Murphy's finisher? <coughs> yes, it's the called the damn White Loves Mark Tardis finisher, yeah. Oh. Triple... Tower of Doom. Oh, well, TJP's back in. He's got Kalisto. But Kalisto holding on. Punched out TJP. he Rips the leg away from Kalisto. And now TJP's going to try and get a submission. Doesn't he realise Tazawa's there? Was he going to try one of those double submissions? Picks him oh, up. Oh, he's got him in the bow and arrow. He's going for the cover to. Oh! <laughs> hits us. Yeah. A...
1: Tazawa from the top hits a sent on, on Kalisto, who was in the bow and arrow. And Murphy trying yes.
0: to get a. Cheap, pinful victory. Well, Murphy, trying to sneak in, like he said. Missed out there. Down out his arm with the chops to my man, buddy Murphy. This is just, ah. this is just wowing him up. This is just making him mad. So he told you. Ha oh, ha. He's <laughs> made him dizzy. That's what he's made him. Oh, but Murphy blocks it. Now, a combination of his own. Stomping a huge knee. And he's got, K- Kalisa went for the sleeve the soul. Oh, hits oh. TJP. Oh!
1: For the Salida del Sol. Tazawa. One, two. Oh, but (laughs) Kalisto in to break up the pinfall. And Murphy wasn't intelligent enough to take Kalisto's
0: bones. Well, Kalisto's got problems with Tazawa. He's not going to let him win this match. And they're both both screaming at each other. And it's on again. Murphy dumps Tazawa out. Throws Kalisto out, who (laughs) throws him onto Tazawa. And now it's TJP and Buddy Murphy. Oh he's got the leg bar
1: locked in. <laughs> Murphy is fucked. He's gonna start tapping out any second now, because he's a little
0: bitch. <laughs> Go on, you idiot. Tap. Tap Come on, Murphy! Tap. Come on, buddy! Tizama, Kalisa, look, look! They'd rather fight on the outside. No, they wouldn't um. rather save him. Well Murphy showed his toughness there to hang on. But the damage Oh god. And now three men outside. Oh! And intelligently,
1: TJP That's gets out of the way of the damage. Beautiful corkscrew by Buddy Murphy.
0: Comes in. Looking for the detonation kick. Rolls up by TJP. One, two. Oh! Murphy avoids it. Goes for a close line, TJP, low. Oh, Murphy's got him. Yes!
1: Pump handled.
0: One, two, three! Yeah! Oh, why didn't they get in? My man, Buddy Murphy beats TJP, yeah, oh, wow, yeah. He's won a match. oh yeah, oh yeah, all this shit about Buddy Murphy and he beats TJP, surely now he's a new number one contender for the crux weight title, whoever Don't I call me believe. Shirley,
1: but he doesn't deserve it because he's ginger,
0: I don't care, I love him because of it, what a match that was like that, it was alright <laughs> the wrong man won in my opinion you saw fucking loser you really are a sore loser what a fantastic effort that was by all four men then showing off their strengths <coughs> in a great way the kalisto Tazawa feud being shown there as well and uh great i think chemistry between all four men it really really pulled it out yeah you know even
1: though the wrong man won i think you know the more technical man should have won with TJP. I mean, he impressed me most out of this match and not in a biased way either. I mean, you know, just his his manoeuvres he was doing on two single blokes at the same time was just very impressive. His technical skills are just growing week in, week
0: out. And Murphy, I don't know. He didn't really do enough to impress me in this match. Oh, Murphy was fucking brilliant in this match. Nah. We saw his high-flying manoeuvres there. We see the finish flying maneuvers kicks and his combinations. Don't be such a sore loser, all right? Buddy Murphy looks absolutely brilliant. And I'll tell you what, the Cruiserweight division is going to be fine with Buddy Murphy leading a charge here. Great here tonight. Fair play to him. The best man won here on 205 Live. So we're going to leave it there for 205. What have you thought of the three episodes, Dan? Uh,
1: they've... Yeah, they've certainly been out their skin in uh, their performance-wise. Yeah, you know, we, we're we set up for WrestleMania now. uh, And potentially set up for after WrestleMania as well.
0: What was their match of 205? Like, what was your favourite one?
1: I don't know. I liked Andrews versus Only Nese. Because, you know, just the way their two different styles meshed.
0: Yeah, no, I, I I really enjoyed that. Uh, I think every every episode had a great match on it, if you know what I mean. But uh, I think the third one there, like you said, Andrews and niece And then uh, the Fatal 4-Way. I think they've been really pulling it out. Of course, we'll have the fourth episode of 205 Live, uh, the third of the fourth. Yeah, third of April. We'll have that on our live show on Sunday for WrestleMania. But now we move on to news. News. And what's the story, Dan? Well, Dean Ambrose was headed to Birmingham, Alabama for a medical checkup
1: on his injury. The Lunatic Fringe's signing appearances this week have been cancelled. Ambrose's tricep tendon was almost 50% torn from the bone and required urgent surgery. Dr. Jeffrey Dugas ruled Ambrose out of action for nine months, but it was thought that Ambrose may recover sooner than planned and return earlier than scheduled. Dean Ambrose was scheduled to make several appearances at the World of Wheels events this weekend, but those appearances have now been cancelled.
0: Or, well, Ambrose was reportedly in Birmingham, Alabama yesterday to attend a medical checkup with WB medical officer officers. Officials. officials, fuck me, in the face with a fucking martyrdom. Ambrose was reportedly in Birmingham, Alabama yesterday to attend a medical checkup with WB medical officials regarding his recovery from a tricep tear. But it's not yet known whether there is any connection between how the checkup went and the cancellations. The former WWE Champion was initially ruled out until August, September after suffering the injury, and now Dean Ambrose's Access cancellation could mean the worst for his WWE run as well. So that was old news a couple of weeks ago, and now he's not even going to be at Access, Dan.
1: Yes, uh, well, earlier this week, news emerged stating that WWE has officially pulled Dean Ambrose from his WrestleMania Access appearance, which was scheduled to be on the same day as WrestleMania 34. This has led to many speculating that he could be returning to in-ring action on the show. However, WWE pulling the lunatic fringe from this appearance could also mean that he's had a setback in his recovery. With the triceps injury, which he had surgery for back in December last year, the timing of the news release could suggest this is the case.
0: Well, the news of Ambo's being pulled from WrestleMania Access signing came not long after word got out that he visited WWE Specialist Doctors in Birmingham, Alabama again. The news being released shortly after his Birmingham visit could mean that something has gone wrong in his recovery and it requires additional surgery or more physical therapy. All hands on deck, and the fact he's not doing, and the fact that he's not doing what they expect him to do at Axis—that to me sounds like something is wrong. Well, I'm almost afraid
1: to say this because I don't want this to be the case, but I almost expect at some point we're going to hear that he needed additional surgery, or that he's back to square one with physical therapy because some sort of setback. It doesn't make sense to me. Three or four months after he's getting the surgery, he's not well enough to sign some autographs for an hour or two.
0: Yeah, so what are your thoughts on fan?
1: Um Well, you know, three to four months, that's about half the half the required time to recover from that kind of injury. But, you know, could he be a surprise entrant into the André de Jean Memorial Battle Royal? So you're being positive about it then? I am, yes, because... Again, it doesn't make sense
0: that three or four months after getting the surgery, he's not well enough to sign autographs for a couple of hours. But if he's if he's had to do the surgery yet again, then that won't be back until Rumble 2019. Like that's the recovery time, yeah. isn't it? You know, nine months, eight months from now won't be to the end of the year. So well, hopefully, yes, it's it's going to be a good thing. But we're just preparing everybody if it's going to be a bad thing. Right, talk about a bad thing. Up next, not in this script, ex star Grandmaster Sexy fractured skull in real-life fight with Chase Stevens. Well, Steve
1: Stevens, real name Ryan Clark, was arrested and later released after admitted to punch him in the
0: face twice, but in self-defense. Grandmaster Sexy, real name Brian Lawler, was rushed to hospital on February 18th after police were called to a hotel in Indiana. Surgery was
1: needed after medics diagnosed him with a fractured skull, broken nose and eye socket and a number
0: of missing teeth. Well, according to reports, ex-TNA star Chase Stevens, real name Ryan Clark, was arrested and charged with battery. Well, the police report states that
1: Lawler was found intoxicated when found bloodied in the hotel reception.
0: Well, Clark reportedly told that Lawler had him in a club earlier that night and refused to go to sleep on the floor of the hotel room.
1: Well, former TNA Tag Team Champion Clark admitted to punching Lawler in the face twice, but claimed it was in self defence.
0: Well, Clark 39 was an amateur boxing champion before he entered the world wrestling in 1998.
1: Well, Lawler, who formed Tag Team.
0: But Lawler, who formed Tag Team 2 Cool
1: alongside Scotty 2 Hotty and Rikishi, told police that Clark believed he was trying to chat up the wrestler's girlfriend. Clark has denied the allegation.
0: And they've both been released from hospital and jail. But, I mean, it's fucking horrible. And we saw pictures, haven't we? Of uh, Brian Christopher since then. And it's one of these things in, in wrestling that is the dark side to it. And especially if the guy's a former fucking boxing... Uh, well, he says he punched
1: him twice. But how can two punches, fracture a skull, break a nose and eye socket and knock out some teeth?
0: Well, if he's drunk, Christopher's drunk, right? And he's getting into your face or something like this. If it's two punches, one punch, that you don't know how he fell. You know, if he got punched in the nose once, broke his nose, bro- punched in the eye once, and then he fell down and hit his head, we don't really know what really happened, do we? You know, we know Brian Crystal was drunk. Why would this guy attack him if he didn't have provocation? I know it's not the right thing to say, and because this is wrestling, he probably won't get charged for it anyway, you know, even though the damage that's done. But it just shows you how dangerous it can be, you know. just two punches, or whatever. It the, can end the end of wrestler's career, you know.
1: Not that he had much of a career anyway.
0: Well, oh, I don't know. I didn't mind too cool. You know, I think they were quite successful back in the day, along with Rikishi and stuff. Gra- uh, Scotty Too Hoty. Like I said, a lot of drug problems he had. But when you had a father like Jeremy King Law, how successful he was in wrestling, you're always going to be under his shadow a little bit as well. But anyway, next story. It's not a secret that Brock Lesnar could be leaving the WWE once his current deal with the company expires this weekend after WrestleMania 34, as there have been heavy reports him with a move back to the sport of MMA and signing with the UFC.
1: Well, Lesnar's last match in the WWE on his current deal is scheduled to be his... Roma, uh, his Lesnar's last match in the WWE on his current deal is scheduled to be his defence against Roman Reigns in the main event of this year's WrestleMania in New Orleans. He's widely expected to lose the match to the Big Dog on his way out.
0: Spoiler alert. Well, WWE was at the TD Gardens in Boston last night for one of their last few live events before the showcase of the Immortals, which, takes, which took place a week from today. Well, fuck it. Where well, WWE was at the TD Gardens in Boston last week, the showcase. LaBeast uh, was wrestling on the show, putting the Universal Championship on the line against Kane and Braun Strowman in a triple threat. Well, as usual, Lesnar was able to dispose of
1: Kane in under five minutes, winning the match with ease in the process. What was significant about this match, though? It's the last live event which WWE has led scheduled schedule for on his current deal.
0: Wow, so this means this might be the last time which WWE fans see the Beast win a match in the WWE for the foreseeable future. As like you said, he's predicted to lose the title against Reigns in the main event. The match ended in the usual fashion for the current Universal Champion as he hit the F5 on Kane and pinned him for the three count to win a match and to make sure he'd be walking into WrestleMania with the title.
1: Oh yeah, because they always lose championships. Yeah, i show oh, yeah. Right. Well, a change of scenery for Reigns as Universal Champion will be good for the WWE. But it's going to be strange not to see Lesnar as a WWE superstar. Well, not that you really saw him much as a WWE superstar. We're really missing
0: that. How many matches on Raw did he have? None, he's not had a match on Raw since his return.
1: Exactly. Well, hopefully he does return to the company. He feels like he's done all he can for the, support, for the sport of MMA and UFC.
0: So he's going to go and give everything he's got for another company and then he'll come back. Well, if The Beast does leave WWE after WrestleMania, it will bring his second one to an end with the company after six years.
1: Well, during that time, Lesnar's won the Universal Championship, the WWE Championship. He famously ended The Undertaker's undefeated streak at WrestleMania when he faced him at WrestleMania 30.
0: Which is Dan's choice for WNR149, Dan's choice for WrestleMania, wnr 140 listen to it. Um, okay, so the next bit of news, fantastic. The Miz and Maurice announced birth of daughter Monroe Sky Allen on Instagram. See, they announced the birth of the daughter. Why are you not happy about this? On Wednesday, the Miss confirmed the newest member of the family arrived shortly before midnight Tuesday night. Although the Miz continues to appear at WWE shows as the IC champion... He told a radio show earlier that week he was ready to head home at a moment's notice. He said he would even miss WrestleMania if he was. My wife is pregnant and she get ready to burst at any moment, so my phone is always on. I'm waiting on her basically to call and say, hey, you got to go, he said. I'll go 100%. My wife once asked one thing. She said, listen, I just want you there. I want you to be there. I want you to say this moment with you, the person that I love. And it's beautiful that Miz can do this and then successfully defend his Intercontinental Championship against Seth Rollins and Finn Balor at WrestleMania 34. Uh, on to better news.
1: Seven titles will be on the line at Saudi Arabia's greatest Royal Rumble event. WWE will be going all out for Saudi Arabia as the company today announced that the Rumble event will feature seven championship matches along with the 50-man battle royal. The event taking place on Friday 27th of April at the 60,000-seater King Abdullah Sports City Stadium in Jeddah. We'll see the WWE Universal title. Oh, sorry, we'll see the WWE title, Universal title, Intercontinental title, US title, Raw, Smackdown, uh, Raw and SmackDown tag team titles, as well as the Cruiserweight title all on the line. Yeah, the women's but- titles are missing from the lift list with the strict rules for women in the country, country, the women... Might not make this trip.
0: Yeah, I, I know. I know it's disgusting, Dan, isn't it? That women are not allowed to wrestle in Saudi Arabia. So there's only seven out of the nine championships on the line. Well, WWE's biggest names including John
1: Cena, Triple H, Roman Reigns, AJ Styles, Randy Orton, Shinsuke Nakamura. No, no, I can't see... Bobby Roode on that so he must not be Bobby Roode's on there Dan Why no you just he's say not his name? Why you just he's say fucking name? not on there you say his name and others there you go there's
0: Bobby Roode's name and, <laughs> and others. others
1: we'll be doing this trip rumoured for an appearance are Chris Jericho and The Undertaker well the show
0: is part of a 10 year contract that WWE has signed with Saudi Arabia Pay millions and millions of dollars for WWE for Lee shows up next more news and this was on BBC well don't ask WWE star Ronda Rousey
1: about her return to MMA She's a wrestler now, not an MMA fighter, and you'd be wise to remember that.
0: Well, in an interview with ESPN's Golic and Wingo Talk, what the fuck? The focus shifted from Rousey's new wrestling career to her former days as an MMA fighter, and she was asked when she knew it was time to give it up. Rousey simply responded by saying, I never said that.
1: The presenter said, so there's a possibility you could go back in time. Later clarifying that he meant by saying, go back in time and fight go back into the octagon
0: but rousey had clearly heard enough by this point and simply responded with i do not have the ability to go back
1: (laughs) so that was awkward but rousey eventually answered golic's question by leaving the door open to her mma return stating that she did not know whether she'd fight in the octagon again looking on the bright side though golic had something to be grateful for from this whole experience at least Ronda Rousey didn't do to him what she did to Triple H during contract negotiations upon joining the WWE.
0: Well, unfortunately, Gollett wasn't the only report to get on Rousey's nerves this week. On ESPN's first tape, sent Max Kellerman, repeatedly referenced Rousey's UFC's first UFC loss to Holly Holm in 2015, suggesting that everyone may have thought she was overrated at the time. She said, i experienced a lot of people who quote some people that are really just afraid to state their own opinion, Rousey said in the interview, implying that the claims that she was overrated were actually Kellerman's own faults.
1: Well, the ESPN reporter tried to defend his integrity, but Rousey sarcastically responded to his claims. They were supporting her by saying, well, thank you for defending me.
0: Photographer close to the athlete spoke about his opinions on Rousey's recent interviews on Twitter, addressing the MMA media by saying, Ronda owes you nothing.
1: Well, others felt that Rousey had perhaps reacted in an unfair way to the interviewer's question, saying, but let's keep it real, Max Kellerman, is the quintessential professional, and Ronda Rousey was pure petty.
0: Yeah, but well, some asked the question, why does she do the interviews at all? No, in light, like, she is going to be asked about MMA, do you know what I mean? It, she clearly hates doing them, but, you know, they want to talk about fighting grant, she obviously doesn't, so, you know. Well, basically,
1: the moral of the story is, don't say anything bad to Ronda Rousey, instead, just watch her beat some people up whether that's in the wrestling ring or the UFC octagon.
0: Hulk Hogan reportedly in discussions to W return after sex tape scandal. Yes! Well, they are at the Superdome. Yeah, they <laughs> are. they come out. at the Superdome.
1: Well, Hulk Hogan reportedly could return to the WWE a fifth or sixth or seventh time. Per a report, conversations are underway for Hogan, a 64 years old, to return to the company. Discussions began several weeks ago.
0: Well, in a statement, WWE noted that we've had discussions with Terry Balea, a.k.a. Hogan, about how he can help others learn from his mistakes. Yeah, no shit. However, he's not under contract with WWE. Hogan could return as an authority role for a SmackDown brand, adding that it fits logically, given that Shane McMahon has taken a leave of absence for his role SmackDown Live, Storyline Commissioner, and Daniel Bryan has returned as a pro wrestler. But that's just a guess. Well, Hogan was fired by the WWE in 2015, after a video
1: from years prior surfaced and showed Hogan launching into a racist tirade, Hogan also found himself engaged in a lengthy lawsuit against Gorka Media after a sex tape of his was circulated publicly. Ultimately, won that case and earned a $31 million settlement after.
0: Bankrupting Gawker.
1: Well, the former WWE superstar was one of the most popular and accomplished wrestlers in his heyday and remains an icon in the wrestling business. Yeah, but
0: Hulk Hogan says he still needs to apologise to all the wrestlers for racist comment. You see, on Saturday, TMZ Sports released a video interview with Hogan who addressed former World Heavyweight Champion Mark Henry's suggestion that he should apologise to every black wrestler in WWE if he wants to return to the company. <laughs> so <it's> like, <coughs> it get into the wrestling locker room and go, right, can all the black people... <laughs>
1: Please line up. Whites, it doesn't yeah. concern White. you. <laughs> Asians, you might want to stick around yeah. for
0: this bit. Blacks to the back. Can you go to the back of the locker room, please? All right, we'll come to the back. White guys can do what you want. Yeah, exactly. That's the problem. Hogan says, I totally agree with him, he said. Not to the black wrestlers, to all the wrestlers. White said was way out of line and forever sorry. Henry told TMZ Sports in February after an apology to all existing African-American talent. Hogan will be welcomed back because we are forgiving world. Well, WWE terminated his contract with Hogan in 2015
1: after leaked video footage from a previously released sex tape showed him making racial slurs about his daughter's then-boyfriend, who is black, and saying everyone is a
0: little racist. Well, that's fine, then, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, but I'm a little bit rapey. You know what I mean? I'm a little bit racist. You're a little bit... No. No. Look, see. No, see. Well, he said eight years ago, I used offensive language during a conversation. conversation. Hogan said... Um, it was unacceptable for me to have used that offensive language, and there 's no excuse for it, and I apologize for having done it. I mean, you know do we want hogan back i i don 't know Dan what do you think it doesn 't really bother me if hogan comes back I mean
1: you know what happened last last time he was there, you know he interfered in a sting triple h match the year before that he said a few lines fucked him up yeah. uh you know it's it doesn't doesn 't really bother me i don 't miss him i wouldn 't Mark out if he was there. No, you
0: know, no. I know fans would, but like, at the end of the day, like I said, if you think Kurt Angle looks bad now, imagine what Hogan's going to be like trying to remember lines. You know, Mick Foley and people like this. But, hey, Hogan is coming back, so deal with it, everybody, but just not for WrestleMania. So, former WWE star Vader underwent successful open-heart surgery, confirmed son. The son of former world champion Vader announced
1: Monday the 62-year-old underwent successful open-heart surgery. C. White tweeted the procedure was worse than we had expected and Vader has a long road for recovery.
0: I want He said, I want to let everybody know that I just spoke to the surgeon. The surgery was a success, but it was worse than expected. Did you just say that? Long road for recovery. We'll keep you posted. Thank you for your prayers. Well Vader revealed last Wednesday that
1: he was in Dallas and would undergo the surgery. He announced in 2016 doctors had died of congestive heart failure and given him two years to live. Vader elaborated on the diagnosis in a December 2016 interview with Hannibal TV. He said he
0: had been in a car accident,
1: which led doctors to examine his overall level of health.
0: I was in a medical centre and I was seeing my doctor, who's actually an MD and heart specialist, came into the room, Vader said. They said, we've been looking at your heart. And I said, who are you? I didn't recognise the guy. He said, we've been looking at your heart and that's the deal. Well, in his prime, Vader
1: was one of the most impressive big men in wrestling. Guys his size weren't supposed to hit moonsaults off the top rope. Vader had a number of excellent matches with the likes of Sting, Ric Flair and Mick Foley in WCW throughout the early to mid-90s. He and Flair wrestled in the main event of Starcade 93, with Flair winning in his adopted hometown of Charlotte,
0: North Carolina. Well, although his the WF was largely underwhelming, his, worth, his work both in WCW and in Japan are more than enough to warrant inductions into the W Hall of Fame. Vader helped induct Stan Hansen in 2016, but he's yet to receive the honour himself. The next bit of news, WWE is still planning UK wrestling show and one open performance centre to train future stars. So the planned television programme posting exclusive British talent hadn't yet come to fruition.
1: The wrestling company wants to do a UK wrestling show following the tournament that saw Tyler Bate crowned its first ever WWE UK champion. But the British executive talent show has yet failed to materialise. WWE is still working hard to get the programme off the ground and it is also booking and dropping dates for the tapings.
0: Well, in this week's uh, Wrestling Observe, well, this week we found out there's a lot of movement going on behind the scenes when it comes to the often-delayed UK project. WWE does have a date booked in December in Margate, Kent, and many uh, and may have others. And that is huge news for us, Dan, because we are based south-east Kent. Well, we are a pair of <laughs> and Margate is not that far away. So I think the WWE will be doing live shows there with all the fans, and uh, you can tune in to watch me in the ring. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, it should be um, it should be noted that a lot of dates booked for UK TV tapings and have cancelled them quietly. It's also suggested that plans include opening a W training centre with British trainers being sent there, sent here to learn a company style. The report added the idea is
1: still to do tapings and run a UK. And eventually, open a training centre with the idea of bringing UK trainers to Florida, like Johnny Moss already did, to teach them how to, to teach them how WWE people trained and have them run it.
0: Yeah. Well, WWE confirms WrestleMania 34 will be seven hours long. Now, while it was largely expected, WWE now confirmed that WrestleMania on Sunday will be seven hours in length. This includes. Two hours of the pre-show, five hours for the main event,
1: which is scheduled to start at 7 p.m. Eastern. There are currently 13 matches booked for the show, with a 14th, John Cena versus The Undertaker, yet to be officially announced. It's likely that the two of those matches will air on the pre-show, giving us 12
0: matches on the main card between 7 and midnight. Yeah, or for us, midnight and 5 o'clock in the morning, which is going to be fantastic. But it's quite weird because WWE Network released their... Uh, Next week's live schedule. Yes, yeah, so Monday will be a ride along with Bobby Roode, the glorious Bobby Roode, Dan, AJ Styles, Jinder Hall, and Sun Singh. Well, Tuesday at uh, 20 past 10, it will be 2.05 live. Andrews versus Drew Gulak. Yeah, on Wednesday, we'll have brand new NXT, which will feature the finals of the Dusty Road Classic and Killian Dane versus Lars Sullivan. All this stuff is what we're going to be watching on our live shows.
1: Yes, Thursday at half four. Eastern, it'll be a marathon of Mixed Match Challenge
0: leading up to the WWE Network premiere of the finals. Yeah, another, exactly, on the live shows we'll have the uh, Mixed Match Challenge final as well. Uh, then at 3pm, uh, Flashback Friday will have, theme, will have the theme of Hall of Fame, or well, if you want a Hall of Fame theme, why don't you go back and listen to the WWE WWE's Hall of Fame special that we just released, which is a cracking episode. At 3 p.m. Eastern, it will be WWE 24, WrestleMania 30. Yeah, Well, speaking of WrestleMania 30, Dan, didn't, didn't we do that for your uh, WrestleMania we choice? We did, indeed, yes. WWE 149, released on Saturday. Um, and then we get WrestleMania's greatest moments on the same day, along with WWE 24, Goldberg, which we have seen. Um, at 7 p.m.
1: Eastern, it will be the Hall of Fame red carpet pre-show, followed by the Hall of Fame
0: ceremony, which is slated to run from 8 to 11. And then on Saturday at 7pm, be NXT TakeOver pre-show, followed by the proper show at 8pm Eastern. It will run to about two and a half hours, and what we're going to do will be there live at 11pm UK time. GMT will be live for NXT TakeOver pre-show, and then we'll run to about, I don't know, half 12 or so, quarter to one, before we get ready for the event itself. Yes,
1: and then Sunday at 5pm Eastern, it will be the two-hour WrestleMania 34 kickoff. The second hour will be simulcast on the USA Network. This will be followed by the show proper at
0: 7pm Eastern and is slated to run until midnight. And for us, it starts at midnight, but we'll be live at 10pm for the WrestleMania Live kick-off episode. We've got so much already. Episode 205 Live, we're going to have uh, the Mixed Match Challenge Final, WrestleMania Facts, we're going to run through the cards, in-depth analysis on everything called shout-outs as well, and maybe a few games.
1: But we'll carry on the news. We've got some departures. And Chrissy Olsen, known to fans of WWE and NXT as Chrissy St. Cloud, is no longer working with the company as her contract reportedly expired and both sides chose to manually part ways. Since that time, Cloud has changed her social media handles back to Chrissy Reports as she had labelled them prior to working with WWE. On that note, Cloud had worked on AfterBuzz TV before WWE hired her back in 2017. She was no stranger to the wrestling world coming in, having worked on the
0: independents as well. All right, so now we move on to injuries, and Drew McIntyre has decided to get back to work as soon as possible. NXT Title II, CN at TakeOver, but he also went down with a torn bicep in the process. Since then, Drew has, worked, Drew has worked hard to recuperate and continues to strengthen himself. McIntyre had the surgery necessary for that kind of injury, and since then, he's been training for a return to reclaim the top spot in NXT. If he plays his cards right, it might only be a matter of time before a former chosen one Finds himself on the main roster once again. I'll let you talk about McIntyre. Go on, Dad. Go on. But Drew McIntyre isn't taking anything for granted
1: and grinding every day to keep himself in peak condition. He's jacked ripped. He said he's lifting 397 pounds at this point, which is more than he was able to bench before his corrective procedure. <laughs> See how fucked up is that, eh? Only time will tell how soon it will be until the NXT universe gets a return of Drew McIntyre. Judging by the looks of it, we can see McIntyre back in the ring very soon. I don't
0: want him to come to NXT. If he goes there, I want him to make his main roster debut. Night after WrestleMania, fucking up Roman Reigns. That's what everybody wants to see.
1: Well, we've got some more injuries, and WWE changes Dusty Rhodes Tag Team Classic due to injury. WWE superstar Tyler Bate is currently out of action with a minor knee injury. As indicated in recent NXT TV tapings, Bate and Trent Seven were replaced by Roderick Strong and UK champion Pete Dunne in the
0: Dusty Rose Tag Team Classic. Yeah, that's a shame. We really liked Mustache Manor, didn't we? But we both went Sanity in that, so it doesn't affect our choices. But no word yet on when Bate suffered the injury, but he worked several Red Prime Progress matches in February, including a fuck match for Progress on February 25th. He also worked a Riptide wrestling event on March 2nd, but did not appear for the late event the next night. Bate's last W appearance came for NXT and WWE 205 in late January and in the first week of February. The angle with Dunn Strong being put into the Dusty Classic tournament was done on March 7th, just a few days after the Riptide event. It looks like Bate isn't planning on being out of the
1: ring for long as he and Seven have been announced to face the Untouchables at the Progress Cross EPW event on April 18th in Perth, Western Australia. Bate, Seven and Dunn are also announced for the Progress MCW. And Progress PWA shows in Melbourne and Sydney that same week. Bait is also scheduled for just one indie appearance in New Orleans during WrestleMania 34 weekend, the Progress event on on Hall of Fame Friday. And big news
0: about Fish and due, fish. To, due to Bobby Fish injury, the undisputed will be represented by Kyle O'Reilly and Adam Cole, which means Cole will pull double duty. now after this is massive spoilers, but don't worry which means Cole will pull double duty that night as he will compete in a ladder match to crown the first ever NXT North American champion and then have to do the same thing with the Undisputed Era. Fish is expected to be out of action for six months after undergoing surgery to prepare torn MCL and torn ACL back on March 9th. So the winner of the Dusty Finals faces the Undisputed Era at TakeOver, but Fish is in trouble at the moment. So that is it. You know, a couple of injury moves mucking up the Dusty Classic, but apart from that, that is news. So now we're moving on to our favourite bit of the month. It is NXT update. And when does that start then? Now <laughs> Episode 439,
1: 14th of March. Well, Mario Ronaldo, Nigel McGuinness and Percy Watson welcome us into tonight's show. They preview tonight's contract signing between Alex... <coughs> they preview tonight's contract signing between the Black and Andrade Cien
0: Almas. Well, our first match of the night is going to be Sanity, Eric Young and Alexander Wolf versus Tino Sabatelli and Riddick Moss in Dusty Rose Tag Team Classic. So, yes, it is first round action. And it's going to be Sanity, our picks, versus uh, Sabatelli and Moss. But they're a young up-and-coming team, even though they've had problems recently. So they might have a chance here. But I think, you know, with Sanity, what do they have to do if they want to beat this team of Moss and Sabatelli? Just
1: leave Alexander Wolfe in the ring. I mean, he's a fucking crazy nutter himself.
0: Well, he is. All the uh, bicycle-kicking Sabatelli.
1: Oh, as he gets hung up on the top rope, though, by Riddick. And Sanity have certainly got the numbers
0: in there. They've got Killian Dane and Nicky Angry Cross yeah. ringside. And Sabatelli wanted to tag, and now they're going to go to team up. Alexander Wolfe. And like I said, yeah, numbers of ours I think that's why I got Sanity for and the Dusty Classic. They deserve another opportunity, don't they? And to win a Dusty Classic would be great. Oh, my word. And that was a lovely height there by Tino Sabatelli, who himself is pretty excellent. You know what I mean? He's, he's getting
1: there. You and that fuck, you're banned <laughs> from using that word. That is going no. with retains <laughs>
0: no, no. and
1: what other words can't you say? Fucking No. I got, what words can't I say? Strategy? You, you're not like, you can't say strategy. Innovative. absolute, innovative <laughs> and anything like that. you are going pot of words you cannot say anymore. You've You've overused that word already for me today.
0: Well, I feel that if they are, I will say, it, you know. And at this moment in time, Riddick Moss and Tino Sabatelli have taken over. on Alexander Wolf, maybe a bit of a surprise here, but taking the big man out, the leader Eric Young's not come in yet. Oh, a neck breaker there! Goes for the cover. Oh, but Wolf managing to get his shoulder up at two. Two.
1: And really a taller Tony Neese.
0: Well he is quite a big man, isn't he, you know? So maybe there is a opportunity for these men down the line if it be a tag team or in singles but at the moment with a Dusty Rose he Classic. Tags in Sino Tabatelli. Well with Dartie Saint Dan, with the Dusty Rose Classic being on the line. Oh no It's a huge opportunity for them. But Moss just clocked Tabatelli off the apron. I'm sure it's an accident, but it's not- Well are we gonna see cracks in this young team? Well, Speaking of young, he just gets a hot tag from Alexander Wolfe. He's come out taking Sabatelli down. Moss off the apron. Oh, a lovely leg lariat there from Eric Young. And he just runs through. Eric
1: Young is fired up for this one. Irish rip reversal. Oh, a lovely bump by Eric Young, though. <laughs> Screaming in like uh hyping himself up.
0: Scoop slam there, looking for the big elbow off the top. Well, he might be a fry short of a happy meal, but yeah, like he said. The unstable Eric Young. Beautiful elbow. <laughs> One, two. Oh. oh.
1: But Moss pulls Eric Young to the outside, breaking up the free count. But look at Nicky Cross up the apron. <laughs> oh, flying Nikki cross body.
0: <laughs> she takes down. I'd
1: rather take a cross body from her than Killian Dane, to be fair.
0: <laughs> right on Moss's body. And now Sabatelli is in trouble with Wolf and Young. Oh, oh. a lovely double team maneuver there. One, two,
1: three. And Sanity advanced to the next round of the Tag Team
0: Classic. Well, our Sanity at their best there. Like I said, strength in numbers, but Dane didn't have to get involved. Nikki Cross, probably the most dangerous of them all. She wants success for a team. She hates Undisputed Era. You've got to remember for the attacks that they've done on Sanity as well. And it's a chance to get there. Impressive, but there is really cracks starting to show between Sabatelli and Moss.
1: Yes, most definitely. Um, are they going to do a Michaels break breakup?
0: I don't think they're big enough to do that, are they? Or I'm a probably... Chompa Gagano no, breakup? No, they're not big enough to. Darren Young Titans break up <laughs> yeah. breakup. Time, time they... breakup. Well, well anyway, we will get... see. We will see. Let's get an update now because, yes, Sanity have beaten Sabatelli and Moss and advanced to the second round. So it's a Dusty Classic. So we've already seen last week. Well, the last update, we saw all for the pain. Beating TM6 1, and we've still got Heavy Machinery and Street Profits on the left hand side of the Dusty Classic.
1: Yes, and on the right hand side, we saw Sanity beat Sabatelli and Moss, and we've got only Lorkey and Dan, only Lorkey, one of our favourite tag teams, going up against, well, it would have been going up against one of our favourite tag teams of Mustache Mountain, but they've since been replaced by Pete Dunne and Roderick Strong. Yeah, so that'll be interesting. We'll see how it develops. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Tommaso. Chomper comes out to the ring, the crowd holding up tons of Johnny Gagano signs, Chomper's getting booed hard, he wants a mic but the crowd won't let him talk and he's
0: getting increasingly frustrated and drops the mic in the ring. When he heads out of the ring and the entire place is booing him and holding up Gagano signs, Chomper sucks, rings out as he slowly circles the ring, Chomper heads back to the stage with the crowd yelling, we want Johnny and start up a hey hey hey. Goodbye, son. So, Chump is hated to get rid of the He's getting some <laughs> heat. Right, next,
1: we've got Dakota Kai versus Lacey Evans. And Kai is out with a slightly taped up shoulder. Tries for a running kick right off the bat. Evans ducks it, wrenches her arm, and starts dropping some knees on the injured shoulder. Evans with a submission. Kai is able to reverse out of
0: it, roll up Evans, and get a quick victory. Yeah, so the new generation of Bailey gets a bit of a surprise there over. Um, Lacey Evans, both of these women of course in the May Young Classic. And Dakota Kai has a bit of problems with uh Basler recent weeks, hasn't she? You know, so we Oh, and as soon as I say that, you'll never guess what, Dan. Here comes the Queen of Space, the most dangerous woman in NXT, Shania Bazla, And is she gonna put down Dakota Kai? Well this is not a match. This is just gonna be an assault. Look at Kai, she she looks actually quite scared here. Credit to her. You're going to get in trouble. Get out of the ring then. Maybe she's just you know, like a rabbit in the headlights. She can't move Baszler bearing down on her. But Ember Moon's music here, She's not going to have any of this bullying on her watch. you think Baszler's scared of Ember Moon? you really think that? She's not moving. She's staring at Ember Moon. Ember Moon's got the microphone. So you really
1: want to do this again, Shayna? She says Baszler started it, but Moon is going to finish it at takeover Orleans.
0: oh here we go Moon just gone for Basler that's a mistake in a lifetime where's Kai where's Kai Basler Basler's just taken down the women's champion Ember Moon with ease but Ember Moon
1: has reversed it with relative ease as well wow
0: the referee's out here (laughs) Basler there look at that Moon has to grab the hair of Shania well, I
1: don't see how you've went from being one of Ember Moon's number one fans to absolutely hating her. Is it? I don't is hate Moon. Basla
0: is. Ba- I don't hate Moon. Basla is the toughest woman in NXT and maybe WWE, Dan. I picked Basla in my Young Classic because she is as tough as she is. You, you, and and again, it's one of these things in the year time. You'll turn around and go, "Yeah, you were right." And look at that, Basla lays out Ember Moon there, right hand. She doesn't even use right hands. She's mission submission based, and she knocks out the women's champion. And now she's going to finish her. Finish her. That's why. I'd love Ember Moon, but she's in way over her head here. Oh, gets ducked by Moon. Baszler eats a big boo and she's out cold. Uh Uh-oh. And I do love Ember Moon's finishing, don't get me wrong. Are we going to see an eclipse tonight? Oh, no. Baszler with a kick to the head. And now Ember Moon's in serious trouble. She's got the arm lock on. She could break the arm of Ember Moon. Oh! Boom. The coat of Kai from behind. Two on one. Is that what it takes? Is it? back Ember Moon needs to Kai to help her out. Well, she shouldn't have started a fight that she couldn't finish.
1: <laughs> have that for an eclipse with one arm.
0: Okay, that's impressive by Ember Moon. Hit the eclipse on Basler, But yes, with just one arm. We should have had a pinner after that. I'm not so sure. But one thing we do know for sure, it's official now, it's the NXT Women's Championship, Ember Moon will face Shayna Baszler, NXT TakeOver New Orleans.
1: What, uh, yet another opportunity for Shayna Baszler? I mean, what happened to the woman actually won the May Young Classic?
0: Why doesn't she get an opportunity after opportunity? Because she got choked out by Baszler in the last NXT update, and that's why Sane's not up for her opportunity, because Baszler beat her. But anyway, Dad, don't let facts get in your way of a good story, alright? So, next match... Next match is Street Profits versus Heavy Machinery for the Dusty Roads Tag Team Classic. So who's going to go through and face Authors of Pain? I mean, like I say it's not that great a prize, is it? Yes, you go through to the Dusty Classic next round, but you have to face the AOP. So Heavy Machinery here versus uh, Street Profits. Who are you backing in this match? Gonna back the Street Profits. I quite like um, the size of Heavy Machinery. Street Profits, I want to see a little bit more. Um, what's the word? A bit more character. For we have been seeing a bit of that, though, haven't we? Backstage segments. Millions of dollars.
1: Montez Ford and uh, Angelo Dawkins. I mean, you know, they
0: I think they've got potential, and I see that potential in them. Yeah, but it's Dozovic in there for him. machine. look at the size of him, knocking him down like a bulldozer. Oh, and he's taking a sip. And well, he backs
1: his way up into the corner. It's not a cup of soup, Dozovic. You can't eat it. Oh, no, Ford is
0: going to off it, though. And a huge drink chant. And Dozovic has just downed it. And it seems to be uh psyching him up. I think he's got some steroids
1: in it. Oh! As he throws a cup in the air. Ford? Yes? Looks to catch the cup, and then he gets run through by Dozovic. Tags in Tucker Knight.
0: Oh, Dawkins gets caught with a drop kick by the even bigger man. He's not even that, is he? No. And now they've set him up. Uh-oh, here comes Ford. But he gets caught by heavy machinery. Well, skinning the cat, and now he's in trouble. (laughs) And they use him as a battering ram to go down very low on his partner. Oh, my word. Well, that'll make him sing Soprano. Knight going for the pin, but Ford managing to kick out. Uh And now a huge bear hug by Knight. As he's shaking the life out of Ford. This is what heavy machinery needs to do. Just use their strength. carve the ring for the street profits. Oh, looking
1: for a backdrop. Gets the tag into Dawkins, who
0: runs through Tucker Knight. Huge drop kick there. Dawkins got a bit of size for him, hasn't he, as he comes yes. in. Well, that's what makes a good tag team. we have got a bigger guy, and then you've got a smaller, skinnier, more athletic guy. Yeah, it's like the heavy machine. You've got a bigger guy, and then they have got an even bigger guy. <laughs> Dawkins wearing him down low. Uh-oh. Lufes press now, Dawkins. That is the biggest Lufes press I've seen. Uh-oh, now they're calling for it. Is it the Tucker train? he should through. want to go through the next round. Dozovic picks up Dawkins. Oh, but Ford there, low bridge and him, sending him to the outside.
1: Dawkins oh. plants Dozovic, tags in Ford. Oh, Ford wants the... Ford got the tag, those off the top. Oh. Jesus Christ, that's the <laughs> biggest frog splash I've ever seen. Free. And Street Profits get the victory and book themselves into a match. With the authors of pain. Yeah,
0: bad. Good news, bad news. You know, you winners, but, you know. But, no, what a fantastic leaping ability there by Montel's Ford, and they seem happy about it. Prize for, in my eyes, Street Profits getting a victory, but are you happy with the match?
1: I am, yeah. You know, it was over rather quickly. I mean, uh, made the Street Profits actually look quite good in this. You know, there was a couple of comedy moments in there as well.
0: Yeah, it had a bit of everything, didn't it? And uh, it was quite enjoyable as the Dusty Classic continues. Next week in NXT, but up next, it is going to be the WWE UK Championship on the line. It is Pete Dunne, the current
1: WWE UK Champion, going against Adam Cole with Kyle O'Reilly and Bobby Fish.
0: I thought you'd be happy that... um... Pete Duncan beat up Adam Cole for a little while, you know? I just think he's a smug-looking cunt
1: with them two pair of fucking melts carrying them undeserved title belts, and they've got that stupid fucking hand logo thing that they fucking do. Don't hold back. Tell me how you really feel. Adam you know? Cole, baby. Well, yeah, of course, f- they... Fucking putting two things up in the air. put two things up each
0: fucking nostril and rip your head down to my fucking knee, you cunt. These... This team will be on the updated list of top factions, Dan. No, they won't. It, and they will. If they go on the list, I will count the podcast. Don't tempt me. Do not tempt me. I will go back and edit the podcast we've just done now. That was one on Sunday we did, of course, WNL151. Top 15 factions. Find out who was there. Did the Undisputed Era make the list? Has Dan left the podcast forever? Probably not a great spoiler, seeing as he's here right now. But <laughs> still, Fish and O'Reilly are taking champions. Adam Cole could become the very first American to walk out UK champion here tonight. So, you've got to get benefit of the doubt at the moment to the Undisputed Era. I love Pete Dunne. What is it about Pete Dun? It's it's just his general you know, everything
1: about him, his brilliant wrestling ability. You know, he's still very young as well. He, and, is. he is. You know, it's he is the bruiserweight. And he's a classic British wrestler and he will wrestle circles around
0: Baby Well this is what we hope this is what you can hurt him as well, you know, get him in there, try and break his fingers, this is what he does. Pete Dunlo's outnumbered at the moment. But that's not gonna bother him because <laughs> he's going straight after O'Reilly and Fish. Yeah, and he could take the pair of them. He could take all three of them in a three-on-one handicap match. Well, they're using done different ways, aren't they now? You know, he's gone from a kind of hill to... Is he a bit of a tweener at the moment? The fans don't know if they like him or not. Definitely looks like a hill. but he's in. Oh. And he's getting distracted by these two morons on the outside who
1: have no place being there, let alone any place being in the NX two. And Cole going for a front face lock, but the intelligent done. Backing into the ropes, getting the break, and oh! coming out of a big right hand <laughs> and knocking that smug look off his face. Go on, Pete Dunn, call him in. Call him in. Go on, take them both out. And now Dunn grabs the arm of Cole and just kicks away. And just makes him look like an idiot as he ties up his arms and wrenches back on their muggy fingers. <laughs> muggy now stick f- two fingers up in the air.
0: <laughs> muggy fingers. <laughs> now do your
1: stupid fucking sign with your fucking hands, you cock. Oh, boy with his cock
0: <laughs> no you fucking oh, cock I'm you wanna I said, break his wrist go on Pete he's bent the arm back I hope it hurt Cole's saying why'd you do that for it's been all Pete done look out of the way he brings Adam Cole down look go on look in his eyes as he does it oh that's it show the undeserving era well Cole goes Cole Cole gone on the apron near the undisputed era but Pete does not left him alone is Pete Dunne trying to German suplex him on the apron? I'd like to see that.
1: Oh! oh and Cole trying to get into the ring, but Pete Dunn just springboards off the second round and he just stomps on his elbow.
0: Any time you get angry, you can just put this match on then, can't you? Just yourself up a little bit. And now dunn has got Adam Cole. Oh. oh! Turns him inside out on the hardest part of the ring. Pete Dunn looks great in this one at the moment. As he's staring out the undeserving era. Oh, but now Fish and O'Reilly distracting Dunn, who's on the second rope. See, why don't the referee kick them bellens out of here? To be fair, they didn't really do anything, did they? Well,
1: they climbed up onto the apron. Yeah, to check... They have
0: no place to be up on the apron. If that- they want to
1: check on him, we'll round to his side and speak in his ear, or get him to
0: come to the outside. You don't need to get up onto the ring unless you're participating in the match. I'm sorry, Dad, but if you just got an injury Len, I would come closer to you even though it's not allowed or for not proper etiquette. If you're injured, and that's what the undisputed era are doing there. I'm not buying it. Whatever you're selling, I'm not buying.
1: James is a secret fan of the undeserving era. Adam Cole trying to get the advantage, but Pete Dunne turns him inside out with a lovely suplex attempt there. But Cole, unable to capitalise because he is a useless wrestler. He is a moron. I'd sooner see Mojo Rawley. Now, both men trading big lefts and rights. Pete Dunne gets the upper hand and he just starts wailing away at Adam Cole. But Adam Cole can't wrestle. No-selling every punch that Pete Dunne gave to him and giving the knee to the midsection.
0: But that comes unstuck when Pete Dunne throws him into the corner and runs it with a big knee. Well, that's fantastic by Pete Dunne. Look at that target in the arm again. Like the true professional... But you got to credit Adam Cole's toughness in this one, Dan. Don't look at me like that. No. He's still in this match, being picked up for a powerbomb. Only because Pete Dunne hasn't gone for a cover yet. Well, he's gone for cover now. Oh, Adam and Cole he's, kicks he's out. Just
1: make, uh, <laughs> and he's just making
0: Adam Cole use energy that he hasn't got by getting his shoulder up. And now Dan's going to maybe take his time. But with fish and a ride out there, dangerous. Oh! A big kick across his head. Well, that might have knocked Adam Cole out. Is he going to go for the bit? Although, See, look. a oh. big kick and he just completely fucking no-sold it and then gets a move of his own. Out of desperation, the backstabber there by Adam Cole, fantastically done. He's on borrowed time in the NXT anyway. Well, the they were going to dominate NXT for the years to come and they're going to start right here, are they? Adam Cole picks up, Pete Dunne, suplex now. Oh no, Pete Dunne has it scouted. Oh, Gets
1: that grapevine in and he's got him in kind of like a Kimura lock. That is a great submission move there. And he's got all his weight on Adam Cole's legs as well. Oh, but Cole still trying to turn it into a suplex. Pete done managing to get out of it, though. Hits him with a bicycle
0: kick. And now Adam Cole's got him up on his shoulders. Oh. Into a neck breaker. New UK champion to... Oh. I would be disappointed to call
1: myself from the UK if he won a title <laughs> you'd move to Canada if Adam Cole
0: became move UK move to Canada champion. eh what's well, that a little bit and Adam Cole getting frustrated Pete Dunne is as tough as he looks you've got some ugly men there with Kyle O'Reilly and Pete Dunne at ringside we've had Basler tonight as well haven't we and Adam Cole now just taunting Pete Dunne oh and Pete Dunn has had enough
1: of his taunting and hits him look and again these morons up on the apron get off the fucking apron you pair of
0: tits they're checking on him they're not the corner men you're allowed it in boxing like a couple of fucking crows this isn't boxing no it's not and McCullough buys some time but oh super kick oh gets caught though oh catches Pete Dunn with an insiguri
1: and then gets punched to the back of the head oh then catches a super kick of his own. Oh. But a step up in Seguri from Pete Dunne to Cole. As Dunne gets thrown into the oh, corner. Oh,
0: fucking hell. Adam Cole hits his arm. Cole, I think, knocked... Oh, oh, Pete Dunne as he somersaulted. Oh, this is awesome, Chance. Maybe not awesome, but it's a very good match. Any match with Cole in it
1: would never be awesome.
0: Well, he's just exposed
1: his knee. Pete Dunne had it scouted, though. Ducks it. A lovely German
0: overhead. And <laughs> look at Pete Dunne. Feel... psyched up. Better, he get better... time. <sighs> and now O'Reilly Fish up on the apron. Bang. Get down, i go. Oh, forearm to Fish. Oh. Takes out O'Reilly. Gets back in. Oh. Super kick by Adam Cole. And now, Super on Neck.
1: Looks like a very dangerous move for one to be hitting. Very dangerous move. One. Two, four. Oh, but Pete Dunn manages to kick out because oh. Adam Cole is just not strong enough. Oh, how close was that? I bet you thought it was a new UK champion,
0: didn't you? I bet you are no in your pants. I uh, had no doubt in my mind. Fight forever, Charn. I mean... And Alan Cole... Oh, he's got caught. Rip him apart. Dunn's got his hand. He might have broke his hand. He's still got him. So he heard me. Oh, Cole went for the kick, but got caught. Bit of end. Oh.
1: Yeah, well done. Well done. You've just cost your friend a
0: fucking title opportunity, you fucking pair of cots. And the Undisputed are beating the crap out of Pete Dunne now. Poor fucking losers. <laughs> are we watching fucking WCW Nitro? <laughs> Is it fucking Hollywood Hulk
1: Hogan in a fucking match? They've got about as much wrestling talent as each other. Oh, wait
0: a minute. Roderick Strong's out here. And he's got problems with the Undisputed Era. So have I. I should be out there fighting as well. Well, you should, but it's just Strong. But the numbers are too much. Adam Cole, Fish and O'Reilly, the era, beating down Roderick Strong. Come on, Alistair Black. Come in and kick
1: them all in the face.
0: Black's got his own problems with CN.
1: He's all right. He can come here. He can spare a kick for each of these bellins.
0: Well, looks like Adam Cole's got a kick reserved for Roderick Strong. Oh, oh but Pete Dan's back up. <laughs>
1: And Roderick Strong and Dunn, two men fighting off three with relative
0: ease. Uh, what an odd combination of tag teams. You talk about polar opposites. But Strong and Dunn just got rid of the really undisputed era. Oh, my God. What a UK champ standing. And the undeserving era running away with their tails between
1: their legs. Because they can just about manage a three-on-one beatdown. But a three-on-two beatdown
0: is just too much for them to handle. Well, Strong looks for a handshake, but Dunn just gives him a brush of the shoulder and heads off with his title. Well, in the ring is NXT
1: general manager William Regal, who introduces Alistair Black and Andrade Cien Almas for their contract signing. Black is out first, no Andrade, but Zelina is there for him. Black is looking under the table to make sure he isn't hiding nearby, and Vega is trying to get Black's attention. Listen to me when I'm talking to you. Black holds his hands out and moves the table to the side and sits in the middle of the ring. Well, at least now we're on the same level. Crowd like that line.
0: Vega says Andre is going to destroy and humiliate him. He says most likely Andre is much like Vega, going to come up a bit short at takeover. He continues making jokes and she slaps him in the face. He signs, which he does, and has it back to Regal. Black then gets out of the ring and said he's glad Vega came out by herself because he didn't.
1: Candice LeRae comes out from the back and beats the heck out of Vega. She tries to run out through the crowd, but LeRae brings her back and continues swinging away. She throws Vega on the announce table. More punches. The two end up in the ring again. LeRae with a super swinging netbreaker to finish off Vega. LeRae heads back up to the stage with Black smiling towards the ring.
0: So it looks like uh, Candice LeRae and Vega's problems haven't Calm down, and Alistair Black is feeling ultra confident. Are you ultra confident for Alistair Black versus Ciendan? Oh I am indeed, yes. Well, what, whatever happens, one of my guys is going to win. Yeah, I suppose that's another positive way of looking at things. Uh, so, the next episode of NXT is episode 440, the 21st of March. And of course, the Dusty Rose Tag Team Classic continues.
1: Roy Ronaldo, Nigel McGuinness, and Percy Watson welcome us into tonight's show. As they preview Adam Cole and Cassius Ono, which will take place later tonight.
0: Well, Tommaso Ciampa out to the ring with a crowd holding up. Johnny Gagano signs, you suck, Champ breaks out before he can even get there. Champa goes for the mic and booze get even louder. We want Johnny Chant break out with a very small psycho killer chant that follows.
1: He goes to talk and the booze come out yet again. He's gone, Chumper finally yells. News flash, he's not walking down that damn aisle. He's gone. Crowd responds with a chumper sucks chant and he soaks that one in. Chumper heads out of the ring. He slowly tears up some woman's sign and then another.
0: So Chumper is at his heelish best here. He just told the crowd that he sucks. He says, Johnny's gone. He's seen him out amount of Gagano signs.
1: Yeah, and some Gaga- uh, Chumper fans have already ripped up their signs. And they're looking to rip up the person next to him as well.
0: <laughs> Put your sign down, you're going to get hurt chump trolling the crowd
1: rips it in half wipes his <laughs> ass on it and then throws it back to the fan
0: no that poor girl <laughs>
1: <laughs> so please don't hurt me
0: and he rips the poster in half you son of a bitch I
2: still like him
0: poor Johnny Gagano oh look the old woman <laughs> oh you're doing that to an old lady <laughs> yeah she's
1: she's ruthless he
0: doesn't care old or young Ah, uh, he doesn't get it. A slap him around the face, go on. <laughs> Taking all these signs, takes another sign off. Oh, wait a minute. <laughs> oh, Johnny Gagano's out here with a her hood up. Oh my words. And he starts punching away at
1: Chompa, finally getting some payback. <laughs> well, security's out here. Gagano's not part of this He's not even he's not even allowed to be <laughs> here, James. He's breaking the rules. Just like any other fan, jump in the barricade. He should not be allowed oh, into come that on. ring.
0: The way Ciampa got rid of Gagano in NXT is an absolute disgrace. Gagano deserves another chance. Look how happy the crowd are here. It doesn't matter what the crowd want.
1: <laughs> it's what... He lost the match. He shouldn't be allowed in that arena. Let them
0: fight. Gagano wants Ciampa. What a moment that was. And Ciampa doesn't want
1: Gagano in the NXT anymore. Wow. Well, Johnny Wrestling... Just and he
0: broke Chomper's nose. Well it's Johnny retired now, James. <laughs> but that was absolutely perfect. that was a fantastic segment they did just then. Fair play to them. <laughs> just to the way it's just pulling them all the way back. Eject him from the arena immediately. No, that's what's happening here. This is this is terrible. That's what you should get.
1: Anyone else doing that jump in the barricade <laughs> to sort a, a professional wrestling
0: athlete like Chompa? They should be ejected immediately.
1: He should be arrested.
0: Well, Charlie Crusoe gives us an update on the Dusty Rose Tag Team Classic. The winner gets a total shot at, the, at TakeOver in New Orleans. We see some clips of the matches that have taken place thus far. We'll then see Tyler Bate talk about his injury that we spoke about earlier and how he won't be able to compete in the tournament.
1: Well, Danny Burch and Omni Larkin will now face the new team. Will now face a new team. Roderick Strong makes a plea to fill the gap.
0: Who will fill the gap? And, oh, my God... Like we talked about earlier, hang on a minute, we'll get on to that. So who will it be? We'll find out in a minute. Backstage, Adam Cole tells Kyle O'Reilly and Bobby Fish to hang back tonight as he takes down Cassius Ono so everyone can see what makes him undisputed. So you're going to get your wish. It's going to be one-on-one Ono and Cole later tonight. But look who's just taken Roderick Strong's offer as tag team partner. It is none other than the bruiserweight, Pete Dunne. Yeah, we saw him last week. They didn't make a bad team sending the undisputed here packing, but they're going against one of our favourite teams, aren't they? <laughs> you know, so. Danny Burch and Only Lawkin in yeah. a great tag team and three, four even great wrestlers, I think. Yes. And another thing we were talking about on the 205 Live episodes, in this one we've got two British wrestlers as well, and Pete Dunne and Danny Burch, so this should be a, a cracking contest, who's going to be the last team through the first round of course the winners of this go on to face Sanity, our picks in the Dusty Classic but this should be hard-hitting We've seen a lot of strong and a lot of Pete done. Come on, Danny Birch. Come on, come Andy on, Lorcan. only Larkin. Yeah,
1: <laughs> uh, it's only Larkin and uh, Roderick Strong starting off this bout. Nice bit
0: of mat wrestling there, but only got the head scissors. The
1: strong managed managing to wrestle his way out of
0: it. He's got a lovely submission locked in there. And that's not going to bother only. Uh, t- you We've seen the wars between uh, Larkin and Birch in NXT. I no kind of respect why they're teaming together. I'd love it if we have a... You know what I mean? Like, why can't a team? One last chance. You know, whatever it is. You know, like, the, the rookie coming through look, and only looking the veteran in Danny Birch. It's like Lethal Weapon tag team. Do you know what I mean? And Riggs tagging in Murtagh. He's going, I'm getting too awful this shit. Takes down for strong. You know? <laughs> they fight a tag team who's like, diplomatic immunity just being revoked. Maybe I'm thinking too much into it. Hey, I'm just going to enjoy just it. Just a little bit. Just a little bit. Birch in now, though. Uh Oh, oh, and Pete Dunn tags himself in. A bit of British strong style wrestling now. Oh my God, this is going to be fantastic. Dunn and Birch. He's twisting the uh, hand of Danny Birch, but Birch's fighting it. No, he can't. Well, he gets placed down onto the mat by Pete Dunn. He's wrenching that finger back. But Danny Birch knows how to fight this, and now got both shoulders down. Oh, nips up to his feet, breaks the knuckle hold. Well that was nice
1: chipping him down, trying to stomp the face. <laughs> oh, but Pete Dunn was wise to that. Oh and Dunn looking to <laughs> kind of leap over Danny Birch, but he grabbed his leg. these other and uh only Lorkin and
0: Roderick Strong come in to try and break it up. Well my God, this is just really heating up here. Dunn has got Danny Birch in precarious position. Just wrenching back on each of
1: them fingers. Roderick might be strong, but he is teaming with the bruiserweight tonight.
0: Yeah, and Pete might be done later on tonight. But can Danny Birch? Only Lorcan knows. Slapped by Pete Dunn, though. <laughs> Slams him into turnbuckle like he annoyed him. Indeed. And he tags in strong. These two guys teaming up really well at the moment. It's like they've been together for years. The Messiah, the backbreaker, takes down Danny, but only gets showed up at two. And let's see, let's see how they can double-team.
1: <laughs> Frequent tags here from Strong and Dunn. Double suplex
0: now. Oh!
1: Plants him face-first onto the mat as they chop the front and back of Birch. Pete Dunn with a lovely cradle, rolls him up, but only gets a two count.
0: Two! Dunn sends Birch flying back in the corner, but Birch finally getting the boot up. Oh! oh comes off with a lovely seated double drop kick. That's the thing of beauty there by Danny. Can he get to only? Yes. Hot tag in now. Here comes Strong. Strong comes in as well. Only Lorcan and Strong punching and chopping each other. Oh, and only Lorcan. Strong in the corner. Comes
1: running in with a big fly drop kick. (laughs) And then a big twisting uppercut. Goes for the cover. Oh,
0: Only Only getting a one count. Only a one, but look at the speed. He moves that huge clothesline two. two. Oh, this time getting a two. One but, more time, yeah. he might get
1: a three. Oh! Oh, a lovely neck breaker there. One, two, three. Oh!
0: oh. Roderick Strong managing to get, to get the shoulder up and kick out. Ah. Uh, I love it. Look at him. Take him back in the corner. Just start uppercutting him. Psyking himself up. Here comes Danny Birch. Bit of double team now. Double, 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 double oh, team. Oh, no. Now. Roger Strong lands on his feet, pushes Birch into only Larkin. On a kick and insecurity, to Larkin and now Dun's in on Birch. Oh, what a big stomp to the arm.
1: Oh. Turns him inside out. One, two. Yeah.
0: Oh, but Larkin in to break up the pinfall attempt. Oh my God, but not for long. Strong sends him outside and oh. Look, hey. to come flying out, but Larkin sidesteps it, catches him with a big uppercut. You gotta love those uppercuts. Oh my God, what's Dun doing?
1: Oh, a big slap to the face. Yes. Both men <laughs> in the middle of the
0: ring exchanging slaps. And Birch getting a better done sends him down. We're going to see an upset here. Come on, Danny yeah, Birch. He's got a big right hand loaded. If he could pin United in to champ, such a statement, German. Oh, a lovely German
1: release. Only Larkin comes in. <laughs> oh, an exploder <laughs> sending Roderick Strong on to Pete Dunn. One, two. Uh, oh, Danny Birch going for it, but Dunn managing to kick out and uh, roll straight into like a crossface.
0: Yeah, he's got it in and Lorcan stopping Strong from getting there as well. With the half Boston. Come on now, both tap, tap. Only Lorcan was trained by Lance Storm, that's why he uses that, Dan, just, I know my facts. But Strong pushes him off. Oh, and kicks him into Danny Birch, breaking Burch's crossface. Oh my God, I'm not sure who's legal now. It's Pete Dunn and only Fuck, it's not. It's Pete Dunn and Danny Birch. Yep, they're the legal men. Come on, Birch, put them away.
2: Oh!
0: Clocks in with a
1: big right hand. Step up in Seguri from Pete Dunn. Ooh, <laughs> exploder
0: there. That's it, Danny. And away, he's still got the power to throw Pete Dunn around. Oh, Roger Strong gets a blind tag. Oh, my God. Oh! Oh, an assist to a backbreaker there. Oh, no, end of heartache. Boom! Hits oh. Danny
1: Birch. Pete Dunn's got Only Lawkin occupied on the outside. Oh. As
0: a team of strong Dunn,
2: <laughs>
0: Dunn strong. They done strong. <laughs> they down, done down the strong. Yeah, unfortunately. I mean, it's good because they are. A good, they look quite good in this. But at Lorkin and Birch. But every time we see him, they always put in performances, did not they? What do you think of the match?
1: Yeah, I thought it was a bloody good match.
0: <laughs> My favourite bit was Only Lawkin doing that. <laughs> <laughs> No, it was uh, these two guys working well together.
1: It makes me happy. Right, oh, okay. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so, yeah, so next match, it is Aliyah or nymph versus Ember Moon. It's a non-title match, but I'm a big fan of Nymph and I want to see if Ember Moon is 100% going up to take over because she's got a huge challenge in front of her. Her toughest test yet is against Shania Basler for the women's title at TakeOver New Orleans. If you say so. It is. I'll say it was against Oscar. but... was not the champion, then. I said that <laughs> I did, I did. as you implied it I <laughs> implied
1: oh Nymph tries to go behind Moon knocks it down <sighs> nice head scissors by Nymph but Ember Moon up and she's got a head, uh, she's got a headlock on Aaliyah
0: now Nymph going to get out of this pushes Moon in a corner
1: drags her legs spins around the top rope and then pulls her head down goes for the cover but Ember Moon
0: managing to kick out Ah! oh look who's here the most dangerous woman in NXT, Shania Basler, making Maro Manalo, Percy Jackson, Percy Watson, and uh, Nigel McGuinness. Nig- Nigel McGuinness, be worried about her very presence. And look how easy! And look how cocky she is. joins the commentary. Oh, she even sounds blokey. She's scouting her uh, opposition here. Nymph takes down Ember Moon. Oh, and Aliyah now with a submission hold in on uh, Ember Moon. Basler's just watching on as the fans trying to get behind Ember Moon. You know, well, I know how dangerous Basler is, I think it's something we're gonna find out. That take over, here comes Numph. Oh, Moon rolling her up, but Nymph managing to get shoulder up. Oh. oh. And then Moon planting Aaliyah face first into the canvas. Oh, well, Moon's offence is brilliant, but Numph. See Moon coming in with the two the, the big feet up. Oh and Aaliyah coming off the second rope, but getting caught by Ember Moon. Chucking her on her shoulders, saying, this is for you, Shayna," And just plants her with a Samoan drop. She won't be able to hit Baszler uh, with a Samoan drop. Nice nip up, member Moon. Oh, and a big springboard forearm into the corner. Throws Aaliyah out, going up the top.
1: Oh, we're going to see it for the second week in a row. Bang. Oh. Plants Aliyah
0: with the Eclipse. Gets the free count. Well, Moon look very impressive. there get the job done. It's just great to see the eclipse in in. I say you know on video and just to be able to watch the eclipse down is a pleasure, isn't it? You know, especially seeing it live front row. Well, post match, Ember stares down Baszler for the ring. Baszler gets on the announce table the two talks some trash from a distance, and like we say, they will meet. Lc take over New Orleans. Yeah,
1: because Ember Moon hasn't got a back turn. Showing you, Baszler
0: won't want to try and attack her. Well, next week, Sanity versus Roderick Strong and Pete Dunne in the Dusty Rose Tag Team Classic.
1: Well, Raul Mendoza heads out for a match and again ends up attacking him on the stage and shoving him off it. Almas heads to the ring with Zelina Vega. Almas cuts the promo in Spanish and in English. He tells Alistair Black, you didn't respect me. I called you out. You piece of shh. He wants Black to face him. Zelina cheers him on, but, he doesn't, get on, but doesn't get on the mic.
0: No, but we found out that Alistair Black will be on next week's episode of NXT. Well, NXT GM William Regal says next week he'll be
1: making an announcement that will change the landscape of NXT
0: forever. Oh, I wonder what that could be. Well, that's our main event now. It is the undisputed era's Adam Cole going against Cassius Ono, and Cassis Ono looks a bit like Adam Cole will in about fifteen years' time. I love that. I love Cassius Ono. Don't get me wrong, but. Different body shapes, and they're gonna go color and elbow tie up. Are you fat shaming someone, James? I'm not fat shaming someone. I'm not fattest. He is. <laughs> 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 oh no, no. Nice take to and Cole. I do like Casper Sunday. Fantastic. Don't get me wrong. History of uh, as Chris here and uh, of course knockout artist. He is an ever present on NXT now. He's one of those guys that's gonna stay on there, not really get a push, and just help the other talent. We saw him losing to Velveteen Dream. And others like this, haven't we, you know? And Adam Cole wants to be Cassius ono one-on-one. My
1: mum taught me if I've got nothing nice to say, then don't say anything at all. So, mm. that's why I'm being quiet.
0: Nice shoulder bump, Adam Cole, and then the Adam Cole, baby! <laughs> oh, no, dodging <laughs> it. Fantastic leapfrog by him, but Adam Cole responds in kind. Leapfrog, oh! That was beautiful. Adam Cole jumping up
1: into the air, getting a big boot in the chest from Cassius Ono. Running sent on. Punish him.
0: Yeah, well, Pete Dunn beat the crap out of him last week, and now Cassie Zono's doing it this week. And a big chop to Cole's chest. But a nice jawbreaker by Adam Cole. Sends Zono back to the corner.
1: But Zono tosses him to the outside. Hopefully he's in his knee. Yes.
0: Oh, he's. Yes. Like he has. Yes. Oh, he suffered an injury there. Went down quite quickly. Referee's checking him now. I hope he's hurt.
1: Go on, Odo. Boom fucking muggy. We don't like seeing
0: any injuries in NXT, Dan. Especially Adam Cole. And, oh! Oh, when he was playing possum. Hello, possums! And he kicks Odo square in the face. Oh, my word. And he mounts him and starts punching away. And then kicks him in the chest. No, no. Uh, Adam Cole shaking off. He was fine all along. It was just strategy. The leader, the undisputed Era. Can he put Cassisano away? We are back from the break, and Adam Cole just been beating down Cassisano the majority of it. Oh, as Adam, as
1: uh, Cassisano eats a big back elbow and a bicycle kick from Adam Cole, goes for a cover, but Cassisano managing to kick out. A swinging neck breaker from Cole goes
0: for the cover again, but I
1: managing to get his shoulder up at two
0: two. And now look at Adam Cole, look at the cleverness of him, just wearing Cassisone down, knows he's carrying more body weight, knows he can last longer in the ring, and just keeping him down at this moment in time. And
1: the backstab of Cole goes into the cover, but Cassisone managing to kick out at two.
0: Two. Uh. Adam Cole. Cassano got out of submission, but Adam Cole still in control. Zim, zim. Tries a suplex. Oh no, lands on his feet low. And a huge right hand to... Um, Cassius, no. Huge right hand on Adam Cole knocking him out. You just love it when Adam Cole gets hit in the face, don't you? I oh, do. But has he got enough left in his tank? Oh, and he walks
1: into a big knee from Cassius Ono. Looking for a punch, but Ono kicks the hand away and then
0: runs through him with a big elbow. Another big boot. Uh-oh. Ono might be in a bit of trouble there. Now what's Cassius got planned? Oh, Ooh. big leg drop. Oh, yeah, cravat into the cover as well. Very impressive. Cole managing to kick out.
1: Cassius Ono hitting Adam Cole with a big right hand. Irish rip reversal. Cassius Ono rolling over the top rope. That was lovely by Ohno. Returns with a big boot. Oh. And a spinning big boot to the face as well.
0: I don't know how Adam Cole's getting shoulder up. Showing the heart, the determination and the courage of a true warrior here. This is what we're seeing from Adam Cole. Still managing to be in this fight. I'm becoming a fan more each week more and more each week with Adam Cole Do you know that Dan and I think you are well you're down. becoming
1: a cunt more and more each week <laughs> then aren't you you
0: are what you eat you cock so oh no now look at Adam Cole away
1: come on Adam that's
0: it look at this holds down on Cassius oh, just clocks him with a big right hand a huge forearm but just annoyed Adam Cole look at this a flurry of like 15 forearms oh where Cole runs into a big boat.
2: Oh!
0: Adam Cole managing to suplex him. Oh! Cassie Sano managing to get the shoulder up at two. Two. You got to be impressed, with Adam Cole. Absolutely fantastic between him and Cassie Sano there. I've never been impressed with Adam Cole. You have. You've, you're, you're nodding your head right now. I can tell everybody yeah. here. Yeah. Why are you wearing a dispute never T-shirt? Why? Why? You have to hoodwink the audience, eh? Adam Cole now. <coughs> Adam Cole's going to finish off Cassius Ono. Knee exposed. Here comes Adam Cole. Oh! Gets caught by Ono. He rolls through. Oh, no.
1: Oh, hangs him up on the top rope. Gives him a big elbow to the face. Bang! Oh. Elbow to the back of Cole's head.
0: Oh, my God. Adam Cole might be in serious trouble there. Hit the still ramp. As Ono carries him
1: back to the ring. Throws him in there. Hits him with a super kick. Cassius Ono goes down to one knee. Gets hit with a second. Unable to drop him to the mat. Well,
0: Adam Cole's got to put away. Super kick to the face. A third super kick. Another suplex. Oh! Going for that shoulder breaker yet again.
1: And Cassius Ono still not down and out. He's sitting up in a prone position.
0: There you go. Do you know what you call that? The last shot. Adam Cole knocking out Cassius Ono. And the last shot there gets Adam Cole a very hard-fought victory. And look, it wasn't a handicap match, Dan. There was no interference from Fish and O'Reilly. You've got to be impressed by Adam Cole, haven't you? No. What do you think of the match? It wasn't terrible, but it wasn't anything to write home about. i think negative. You are. I no have way. honestly not seen anything that impressed me by that moron. I think the last two matches we've seen him with Pete Dunne and um, just now a Zono prove that he's quite good in the ring, and that was a quite that was, that was a very good match as well, Dan. I know you're not going to admit to it, but I think it's very good. I'm just, what I'm doing. I'm just putting evidence there, and you can make your decision, can't you? Everybody knows that two good matches, and if you're well, not, Cole, you know
1: you're you're all entitled to your own opinions, <laughs>
0: yeah.
1: and I'm entitled to
0: mine. Exactly. So we move on to our next episode, episode four four one, the twenty eighth of March. This is William Regal's big announcement, and of course, the Dusty Rhodes Classic continues.
1: Well, earlier today, Tommaso Ciampa showed up at the arena to a chorus of boos. He's asked how he's feeling by WWE cameras and doesn't answer. He catches up with William Regal and asks him what kind of place is he running here. He says Johnny Gagano needs to be dealt with for attacking him and his own house. Regal says it will be Tommaso Ciampa and Johnny Gagano in an unsanctioned match at NXT TakeOver New Orleans. If Gagano wins... He'll be back in NXT. If Ciampa wins, then Gagano is banished from NXT forever.
0: What a huge fucking match that is. We've been wanting Tommaso Ciampa and Johnny Gagano for, what, how long now? Maybe a year nearly. And we're finally getting it at TakeOver New Orleans. That should be a classic encounter, down, shouldn't it?
1: It should be, yeah. You know, these two have had a heated rivalry ever since uh, Ciampa turned on Gagano. And, uh, yeah, you know, an unsanctioned match, though. Why isn't this what they're doing uh WrestleMania, I mean, you know, they not so much fire someone, but they kick someone out of NXT for losing a match and now if he wins, he's back if he's not, then he's gone forever
0: Yeah, I think it's just a bit unfortunate that the storylines have overlapped at this time without Chumper's, you know I mean his injury, what happened to him kept him out for about six months and maybe they would have done this sooner, but to still have it now, I think there's enough for me, it's a personal aspect I care more about this storyline than I do about the Zayn and Owens one, even though it's Daniel Bryan involved, I think for me, the Chump Garner story, I personally, It's a lot more personal. I, I think it's been the best story told in NXT. If we look at it, if they have the right endings to it, you look at all the DIY stuff they did together, all that kind of thing, and I, I think it can really steal the show at TakeOver New Orleans. Right, Regal heads out to the ring for a big announcement. He says NXT will be introducing the North American Championship. Oh, what big news that is. Regal goes to talk more about the title and he's going to announce the next participant, or the first participant, in this ladder match. Let's see the reaction this guy gets.
3: NXT is the brand where week in and week out we bring you the very best competitors from around the world. And as NXT continues to grow and expand, it is imperative that we determine the standard bearers, the measuring sticks for what it means to be the very best in various regions around the world. That is why I'm incredibly happy to announce that at NXT TakeOver New Orleans, we will be introducing the NXT North American Championship. Wow. (laughs) That's huge. The North American Champion will carry that title with pride continuing the tradition of bringing you the very best competitors from around the globe. I am in the top 1%. For Philadelphia, he says he's here to change the game. He's EC3. I knew you were a kind man when you gave me the call and the opportunity to come to the hottest brand in sports and entertainment, NXT. And I knew, absolutely, of course I did know. And I knew you were a reasonable man when you rolled out the red carpet allowing me to strut my stuff. Gave me a very lucrative contract. And I mean, and that banger of a theme song. Did you guys hear that thing? Hey! One percent! One percent! One percent! But Mr. Regal, I did not know you were so logical to go out of your way and create a brand new championship, the NXT North American Championship, and award it to me on my very first day. You are a very smart man, because you know there is only one man capable to be the representation of the greatest region in the entire world, North America. And that man is the best guy here, the best guy there, the best guy anywhere. A literal human money printing machine. That man is
0: EC3. Trouble, 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 trouble. There he is, Dan. Interrupted Mr. Regal. It is the future. It's EC3. He's going to be Mr. N... XT He's here Look at him Look at that specimen of a man Look at his stare He's smirking James he's got a grin on his face, he hasn't got a cigarette in his gob. Not one man has been more hotter on the independent circuit in the past five years than EC three and now he's finally come to NXT to become the North American champion, you know? I mean his future is written here for Ethan Carter the He looks like a star. You know, look, I've not been more impressed by some individual in NXT, I tell you, in a very long time. Well, of course, Drew McIntyre. He's on the level Drew McIntyre and Bobby Roode right now, Dad, as he walks out here. A true superstar. It's just a shame he's not going to win the North American Championship. Well, he heads to the ring and says he's going to bask in the EC3 champ because he deserves it, and he does. EC3 thanks Regal for rolling out the red carpet for him and for creating a new title to hand to him on his first night. Crowd with the NX3 champ, which he really enjoyed. Regal has to interrupt and says he's incredibly happy EC3 is here, but no one has handed anything here in NXT. He continues that the title will be fought
1: for in a ladder match at NXT TakeOver New Orleans. It will be EC3 and five other competitors. uh, EC3... says Regal can line up anyone. He will show everyone why he's in the top 1% in this business. They shake hands and Regal heads off as
0: EC3's
1: music plays.
0: He is here. EC3 has arrived and he's going to change the NXT landscape for years to come. I I can't believe what a huge moment we've just experienced here on NXT. We see Charlie Crusoe recapping the Dusty Rose Tag Classic. Tonight will be Sanity versus Roderick Strong and Pete Dunne. Also, Street Profits versus the Authors.
1: Well, earlier today at the WWE Performance Center, TM61 are asked about their loss in a Dusty Tag Team Classic. In the background, we see Shayna Baszler. Ember Moon suddenly shows up and the two start jawing at each other. Moon shoves her and the two start trading shots. The cameraman gets knocked down as the two swing wildly at each other. The two women will meet at takeover for the title.
0: Yeah, and then we see Selena and Andre Cien Almas making their way into the building before our next match. Which is Street Profits versus
1: the Offers of Pain for the Dusty Roads Tag Team Classic semi finals. Yeah,
0: the finals will be next week, and NXT will bring it to you on our live show for NXT Pre Show. But today, we're going to find out, on this episode, who are going to be the two finalists. Well, Street Profits versus Office of Payne, I mean, I don't know, the Office of Pain have been so tough, haven't they, you know, since their debut in NXT. There's not a lot else to say about them, you know, is it time that they go, you know, do they deserve another shot at the titles? Who do, who do you think's favourite in this one? Uh, it's got to be the Authors. I, I think, uh, yeah, I wouldn't mind an upset though, you know, Street Profits, uh-oh, and we've already started, and it's, um, it's uh, Montez Ford in there with... Tags in Dawkins. So, Reza Dawkins. Dawkins, the biggest man in there, height-wise. And here comes a calm tagging in these two big men. And it's the calm before the storm. Just a huge knees by the former NXT Tag Team Champions. The former winners of the Dusty Classic. I should reversal. Oh, Dawkins with a lovely drop kick. All right now it's just turned into all that brawl. A big uppercut. Oh, Dawkins using this power from to... the and a razor, razor. Oh, oh plants him. The carb goes for the ride. Street profits in control at the moment. Ford has got that drink. He's dancing around the outside. Paul Wellering's there. And the street profits getting distracted. Wellering takes some of the magic drink. But it's letting the authors of pain recover. Oh He slaps it out of Montez Ford's hands. And Ford's not happy about that. Oh Montez Ford in the ring though. Not last chapter. Oh, oh. gets hit with the last chapter. One, One, two, three. And what the hell happened to that match just then? That turned into much of a nothing. There's just a quick bitch of author's pain. I I colour me disappointed, Dan Fords uh yeah you know it kind of again turned
1: into something silly you know a bit like their last match i had with heavy machinery even though they picked up the victory in that match but you know it's kind of a
0: an anticlimactic end yeah i mean not not good at all i'm afraid um not sure what they're thinking there but the office pain are through to the finals of the dusty classic they are
1: indeed yes and backstage kathy kelly speaks with regal about who else will be in the match Adam Cole or Velveteen Dream shows up and says that the ladder match sounds great, but it's not quite an experience until he's included in the match. Regal agrees and says he'll be the third competitor.
0: See, so already you got EC3, Adam Cole and Velveteen Dream. Fantastic line-up there. With next match is Lars Sullivan and he's going against Silver. Great. Well done, James. Well, Silver locks up and is instantly thrown to the mat. Sullivan swings away on the ground. He launches that poor guy right into the second turnbuckle twice. Big splash in the corner. Sullivan with military press into a power slam. Sullivan then heads up to the top rope and hits the diamond headbutt. Freak accident finisher and we're all done here. It was a pinfall for last Sullivan over a local competitor.
1: Well, backstage, Kathy Kelly again talks with William Regal. Sullivan walks by and Regal invites him to be in a ladder match. That sounds fantastic, Mr. Regal. Sullivan says that he wants Killian Dane, and Regal agrees to that. I said Regal also said Dane will be in the ladder match, so that's five: EC3, Dane, Sullivan, Velveteen, and Adam Cole.
0: Oh, well Dakota Kai makes her way out for uh, out to the ring for a match, and cam- cameras are ended up cutting outside. What's going on here? And oh, look who it is! CN's attacking Alistair Black. And he said he wanted to beat up Alistair Black, and now he's finally getting his hands on him. this, Dan. You're champion versus your man here, eh?
1: Well, a kick. He's got to get the upper hand over Alistair Black somehow. And the undisputed, undefeated, reigning heavyweight NXT champion of the world.
0: Uh, you're happy about this, are you?
1: You're happy about this assault. Like, lucky he has to. Well, he
0: opens it. a cooler, plants. He's, Alistair Black's face into it. That looks like
1: there's ice in there as well. He's trying to
0: kill him. He's drowning. He's drowning. That's what your champion does.
1: Yes. Backstage staff there not knowing what to do. Dragging Alistair Black
0: to the ring. Well, he's meant to be the uh, NXT title. You know, he's meant to be the NXT champion. And his number one can tell. This is a sad sight. Long gone in the glory days of Drew McIntyre versus Bobby Roode. The street, fuggish brawl. I don't know how you can be a fan of either men here. You know, Black looking so weak by CN, and it, well, He was is...
1: attacked from behind, nearly drowned to death.
0: Is, is that now he... he's been hit with a and chair. And that's your champion? That's your yes. champion, is it? Yes, that he is sh- my champion. He no, that's not my champion. That
1: is the champion of NXT.
0: Nay, the world. Will he be for long, though? CN so has yeah, just laid out as the Black. Uh, up next it is the main event of today. Of the NXT for now and it is the other semi-final it's Eric Young Alexander Wolf, our picks versus Strong and Pete Dunn this is all up for grabs here I'll pick Sanity
1: yes well as much as I do love me a bit of Pete Dunn not too struck on
0: Roderick Strong but because he's teaming with Pete Dunn he's got to be you were defending Roderick yeah. Strong in 205 saying he was in a fucking cruiserweight tournament and shit and now all of a sudden he's going to get Sanity a proper team you realise he hasn't got a chance here. I don't care how good Pete Dunn is. Sanity here, Alexander Wolfe, Eric Young, former tag team champions. Going to get revenge on Wolfe as a pain in the final and then finally in their hands on Undisputed Era.
1: Uh, Roderick Strong now with a go behind and he's uh, kind of frustrating Wolfe early on in this match. Wolfe swinging his arms wildly, trying to get
0: some separation between him and Strong. Strong making sure, sure Wolfe can't get to his corner. Strong, nice kick there. The wolf picks up strong with ease and just throws him down to the mat. So now Eric Young and Pete Dunne both tag themselves in. Colour and Elway tie-up. Both men trying to battle for like
1: dominance. But Pete Dunne finally gets it as he bends back the fingers of uh, Eric Young who throws Pete Dunne into the opposite corner. Tries swallowing up but gets caught stern and first into the turnbuckles. Rolled up
0: but only managing to get a two count. Two... Pete Dunne kicked for Eric Young. Alexander Wolfe back in and now another face-off. They're right. Dunne only been part of this couple of weeks. Quite a good tag team at the moment. They're working really well together. And Sally... Nikki Cross now, is she? I haven't seen her yet. Not seen Kenny and Dane either. No, it
1: looks like Sanity aren't out here.
0: Or the rest of Sanity, shall I say. I could be the two most dangerous members, isn't it? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Pete Dunne going to cover Eric Young stopping that. Russell throws Pete Dunn into the ropes, comes out into a big elbow from Eric Young. Irish oh, route reverse, Eric Young. Uh, Wolf gets a blind tag for Young, who leaps over. Pete Dunne's got him in the uh, abdominal stretch. Eric Young's got Pete Dunne in the abdominal oh, stretch. Can't remember who that was made famous by. Someone. Probably Bill Bert Schneider. <laughs> Wolfgang Schneider. <laughs> Alexander Wolf's in. Take down Pete Dunne. Yeah. Hey. That right we that break. Yay. So we're back from the break and it is semi-finals of the Dusty Road Classic. Sanity finally taken over now. And Alexander Wolfe slowly wearing down Pete Dunne. And what we've seen for Pete Dunne is his vicious side but his heart and toughness as well. Strong looking for the tag and Eric Young just going to wear him down. And you would say Sanity are the favourites in this considering the success of XT, but anything can happen and Pete Dunne knocking Eric down Eric Young down with a forearm tagging in Roderick Strong now. Strong coming in, of course, failed in his quest to become Cruiserweight Champion. Now he's here with uh, Pete Dunne to make it to NXT TakeOver. Your order has been placed, thank you. How long's it going to be, Dan? 1 to 60 minutes. And now it's Pete Dunne and Strong taking over Eric Young with the chops. And the Messiah, the backbreaker, takes Eric Young down. Oh, done off the second right there with a kick
1: to the sternum of Eric Young. Goes for the cover, but Eric Young managing to get his shoulder up at two. And a hammer lock in on Eric Young. Pete Dunne is running wild, baby. Oh, Pete Dunne just wrenching the arm back there of Eric Young. Oh, oh and a big slap across the chest. Young trying to fight back, but unsuccessful. Now Pete Dunne Irish whipping Eric Young again. Oh, but Eric Young with a lovely bump sends him over the top. Slides in underneath Pete Dunne. Oh. But Dunne managing to cut him off before he manages to get a tag to Wolf.
0: Just stomping on the arm, Alexander Wolf just staring at Pete Dunne. Of course, Wolf is the first German born WWE champion, yeah? WWE champion. Yeah, WWE champion, as in a champion of WWE. Ariel picks up Dunne. Ooh, suplexing Dunne. And the power of Eric Young compels the. It does, and it looks like Pete Dunne is crying It the moment. Maybe get some sort of exorcism, leaves his partner, Roger Strong. Alexander Wolf, like a German house rave, get the tag in. Wow, Eric Young tags in the big bad Wolf
1: who starts wailing away with Strong and both men clubbing blows to
0: each other. Pig, little pig, let Wolf come in, pushes Strong away, goes for the kick but Roger Elliott blocked. Kick to the midsection for Wolf, but Strong walks into
1: a big European uppercut. Mm-hmm. Oh, big knee to the midsection for Strong,
0: fighting off both members of Sanity. Oh, but not for too long and Alexander Wolf, that is a beautiful himself suplex. And now going up again, getting strong on his shoulders. And a Death Valley driver goes for the cover. Two. Oh. oh. Strong man to get his shoulder up at two. Two. Well, I don't know if that's a mistake. Wolf tagging in young, but look, put him away. Wheelbarrow. Uppercut into the wheelbarrow net breaker. Oh, that is it. One. One. To Two. Pete Dunn in to break it up. I thought Alexander Wolf was going outside to stop Pete Dunn.
1: Uh oh. So did I for a second <laughs> yeah. there. Pete Dunn tries throwing Wolf out, but Wolf catches himself on the apron.
0: And Wolf's not finished yet. Up on going the top. Going up
1: top. Oh, but walks into a big knockout punch from Pete Dunn. But Eric
0: Young.
2: Oh. Comes
0: running across with a lovely neck breaker. That, Takes Pete Dunn out of the equation. That was a thing of beauty. And now the Santee leader going up top. Looking for his big elbow. Trying to finish this man off. Oh, Strong up to his feet.
1: Cuts Eric Young off before he can make his way to the top turnbuckle.
0: And now Roderick Strong wants to end this with a superplex for Eric Young. Young knows this. He's holding on for dear life. Trying to fight
1: away. Plants Roderick Strong face first into the mat. Can he get that big elbow this time? Oh, hits it. One, One
0: two. two. Oh! Shit! Well, <laughs> well, 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 well. Strong managing to kick out. Uh, I can't remember anybody getting a shoulder off at of that. I can't remember anybody kicking out uh. of that elbow drop. And Eric, young thinking, right? What do I do now, then? You put him away, and you get us a bonus point. That's what you do. Oh, strong kicks him down. Oh! Strong planting Eric Young
1: with a backbreaker. Alexander <coughs> Wolfe comes spinning into the ring. Oh, Pete Dunn up though. Oh. Went for the insecurity. Wolfe dodged it. Catches him looking for a German, but Dunn lands on his feet. <sighs> kicks Wolfe in the
0: head. And Strong's got Young- oh, Wolfe up and a heartache to him. Wolfe rolls out of the ring. Oh my God. Strong with a knee in- to Young in the corner.
1: That was a very innovative move by these two guys.
0: <laughs> Finish Eric Young off. Well, it's a Pete got. It looked like a, a bit of red combination. I've never seen that before. But I'm shocked. Sanity are gone. And I think the crowd are as yeah. well. Yeah. What? Why? I mean, I don't know why. But, yeah, done. Strong through. Uh, what are your thoughts on the match, Dan? It's a bloody good match.
1: Quite an entertaining one. Um, you know, I certainly didn't think strong... And Pete Dunn was going to get this far in the tournament, but you know, trying to kind of be in standings for Mustache Mountain, but they bloody performed well and actually working as a brilliant unit.
0: They are, they are. So let's run through it then. So oh, I'll do the left hand side. It was Street Profits versus Heavy machine, Street Profits won, and then of course, a Pain beat tm Six One in the first round, and Officer Pain beat Street Profits, going through to the final. And you had Tino Sabatelli going against Sanity.
1: They lost. Sanity went through to the semis. Only Lorkin and Danny Birch went off against, well, they were supposed to be going against Mustache Mountain. One of their, uh, uh, Pete, no, Tyler Bate was injured. So they was replaced by Roderick Strong and Pete Dunn, who beat Only Lorcan and Birch. And then they've just beaten Sanity to book
0: themselves a place in the final. So our NXT live show that happens tomorrow night at 11 p.m., we will bring you the final of the Dusty Classic. It will be Pete Dunne and Roger Strong versus Authors of Pain. And what a huge weekend. We're going to have a weekend of finals, basically, because we've got the final of the Dusty Classic, the final of the May, uh, May Young Classic, the final of the Mixed Tag Team uh, Challenge, and, of course, the final of the Cruiserweight Championship Tournament as well. The Dusty Rose will be pleased about that. baby. Backstage, Kathy looks to find
1: out who the final participant is for the ladder match. Regal says, one moment. And it is, of course, my friend, Ricochet. The man who's going to win the ladder match.
0: (laughs) Huge Ricochet chant and he says, I'll see you. A huge Ricochet chant bouncing around
1: the ring of the arena.
0: (laughs) And he says, you'll see us at TakeOver. What a match. Ricochet is here. In NXT, alongside EC3 as well. What a, a car for takeover! Let's just run it. Let's just talk about the matches quickly that I can remember from the top of my head. Uh, so we've got women's tag team, well, women's NXT women's title match. You've got Shania Basler versus Ember Moon. That should be a cracking encounter. Yes, we've got Alistair Black, my man,
1: going against Andrade Cien Almas, another one of my men for the NXT
0: Heavyweight Championship. The off, uh, the, off, the Undisputed Era will go against the Westy the Rose Tag Classic. Yep, yeah, you've got the new title,
1: the North American Championship on the line in a ladder match. And there's going to be five competitors in that. Six competitors. Uh, there's going to be six competitors in that. It's going to be Ricochet.
0: EC3. Killian Dane, Lars Sullivan. Velveteen Dream. And, of course, my pick. I said EC3 already, haven't I? Your pick and, is and left with Adam Cole. <laughs> And of, course, yeah, you said Veltine, yeah. and of course, the leader of the undisputed era, Adam Cole. And then for me, the true main of NXT TakeOver, Johnny Gagano versus Tommaso Ciampa in a non-sanctioned match by NXT. If Gagano wins, he's back. If he loses, it's over forever. Uh, so what a weekend it will be. And it all starts. So that is five podcasts done, two left. And the two left, Dan? They are Saturday, seventh of April.
1: NXT Takeover live for the pre-show,
0: at eleven PM. Eleven PM will be there, so an hour before, or two hours before Takeover starts. We'll be there at eleven PM. That's the important thing. Make sure you you follow us there. And then on Sunday, Dan. On Sunday, it's the WNR's first ever live WrestleMania kickoff, and that starts at ten PM. Yeah, what a huge weekend it is going to be. Just like to thank everybody. For listening, uh, f- before I get on to that, Dan, what was better this month for you? What do you think of NXT this month? Um, well, it's certainly leading towards its WrestleMania
1: over. Yeah, it was. It was very entertaining. I give it that. You know, I, I'd like to have seen a bit more Velveteen Dream in action, a bit more of Alistair Black in action as well. Um, you know, maybe even a match for Ricochet and or I EC three as well. You know, just getting us used to what they can do in the ring.
0: Yeah, no, I I completely agree with you, but it just felt like it it ran out of time. And hopefully the next set of tapings, we're going to, after some call-ups as well, we're going to see Ricochet and EC3 truly shine, leading up to, you know, what I mean, like NXT Brooklyn 4 uh, and all these other events as well. So the future's still there. After doubting NXT for a little while, uh, it, it delivered. What was better though, 205 Live or NXT?
1: I have to say it was Five Live. Yeah, I, They've been delivering in-ring week after yeah. week
0: now, and I'm getting even more impressed with Five. Yeah, I've I got to say that I enjoyed NXT. Don't get me wrong, I do like the stories in NXT, but the kind of disappointment of the semi-final match for the authors of the Street Profits compared to what we saw in the semi-final matches of the Five Live cruiseweight tournament, it's night and day, really. But that is it, and to our live shows, we, are, we have done for now... Uh, don't forget you can follow us on Twitter, at WWE Network Review, or...
1: At Vince McDan, WWE.
0: I'm at John School We've also got a friend on Twitter.
1: Yes, we've got a friend on Twitter, Mini Chris Benoit, and he's just trying to make the world a better place, and you can follow him at
0: Mini Chris Benoit. Across all the Google platforms, WWE Network Review and Google+, Plus, send us an email at WWE Podcast at gmail.com. We're also on Facebook. Facebook, come and find our page and give us a like with the
1: WWE Network Review Podcast, or you can come and find me and add me as a friend. I am Vince McDan.
0: Subscribe to our YouTube channel, WNet Review Podcast. There, clips go up daily. Podcasts go up the same time old place, like SoundCloud. On your phone. We're also on Spreaker Radio. We've got a live show, of course, tomorrow, April 7th and then April 8th. Stitcher Radio and iTunes, where you can download, subscribe, rate, and review there. But that is it. As always, I was joined by. Dan Mike. Right. No, I have been James and so as always, I was joined by. Dan Mike. Right. Thanks for listening, everybody. And let's start the whole, this huge live weekend. Bye. Bye.